Alrighty, say Bible podcast, the podcast for the Kardashian connoisseur, um, conflicted, whatever you Earth. identify as. Kardashian. First, yeah, that's probably a good one at this point. Whatever your Kardashian pronouns are. I think we've passed conflicted because that was more when we were, like, realizing they were getting annoying and disappointing. And now we're cursed. Like, we're bound to them for life. Like, some little, like, troll witch woman, like, cast a spell on us. Kardashian stuck. We're just just Kardashian stuck. Kardashian's still here. Have you seen that? Tisha Campbell sing that. I'm still here. (laughs) That's how I feel. Like, I'm the last of the Mohicans. Oh, God. Um, I talked to Kate Casey yesterday. So I'll be on her podcast it should be out to, it'll be out by Wednesday. By the time you hear this, you might, I'll post it, whatever. It was just more Kardashian bullshit. I was telling um, Kathleen before we started, that was in Vegas this past weekend for a birthday party, apparently. And um, I had a rough week. I cry in Vegas a lot. It's like my safe space because <laughs> I feel like seeing someone crying in Vegas is not weird to people. You'll see whatever there. Yeah. They, you what see me. Vegas doesn't necessarily stay in Vegas these days, but there's a level of acceptance in Vegas that like. Exactly. It's like, whatever. <laughs> if I'm crying at a slot machine, no one's really like making a big deal of it. They might be like, oh, honey, what's wrong? You tell them your drama and they totally understand. Like yeah. the most understand. Like Someone I else probably just like got divorced or like lost the mortgage <laughs> to their house, like gambling. Like your problems are probably yeah. right in the middle to lower tier. <laughs> like even like I had to call the operator to call Jeffrey's room because I didn't know which room it was. Even me and her started talking about relationships. <laughs> She's like, like, oh my God, I can talk to you forever. Well, keep me updated or like call back. Like, <laughs> like okay. Uh, but at Thursday, I got this news that, you know, if you guys know, I'm trying to pitch a book. And Thursday morning, my agent emailed basically saying all the publishers are passing. Now, I should have reevaluated before I reacted. They're not passing because the content sucks, they're passing because of the market. And, you know, North is getting older. Um, they just don't really know where it would fit. Which is understandable. And I, too, am tired of talking from the perspective of North a little bit. Like, I'm not tired of talking about, like, comedy, the comedy of it. But, yeah, North is getting tent. She's doing weird stuff like farting in a room. And I can't, like, (laughs) how do I work with that? Part of, you know, that you've told this story before is, like, part of the reason that you were able to do Nori's Black Book is because you didn't know a child's personality. But it was fun to think. Yeah. And she was always disgruntled. Family, you know, she was always disgruntled looking. Yeah, but now, now she's she has like her own personality developing. Yeah, and she's in weird. full kid mode, and kids are so annoying. So it's just a little bit, de- yeah. And she she's more visible. She talks, <laughs> so you can see to some degree. So yeah, like she could read this book, right? She'd be like, I'd never say that. Uh, so it was just a little. It's a hard way to go. To Vegas. On top of that, I was seeing someone in Vegas that I completely fucking hate and have not talked to in a year and did not know they were going to be there until like the last minute. So dealing with that drama. Um, but I was telling <laughs> Kathleen, I went to the strip club. <laughs> Another happy place. I just was like, you know what? But I cried in the Venetian and then I pulled myself together and I was like, oh, you know what? The night's young. I'll go to the strip club. So I went and I joined a bachelorette party. Because I happened to be in all black and they were in all black <laughs> and the bride was in white. So they let me come in with them on their bottle, which was great. 
<laughs> and then I went to get a drink because I didn't really want to like take advantage of them. And then Stripper Bay saw me. I kind of saw the card of my eye do a double take. And he was like, oh, my God, why didn't you tell me you were coming? And I was like, oh, I don't want to bother you. Da, 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 da. So I was like, oh, well, I'll, I'll buy the bride a lap dance, though, since I got in. So I had him give her a lap dance, yada, yada, yada. And then I was like, um, oh, we should go to the private, me and him should go to the private room. So we went to the private room and uh, he's like waiting for the song to come on and getting, getting reared up for the lap dance. He's like, how's the writing going? I started to cry. <laughs> I was like, oh, let's just dance. I'm not here to talk about me. <laughs> And so he's like, okay. And I was like, and so he's doing these like body rolls on me. Like his back is on me. And then I, I touched his chest and I was like, nobody wants my book. Publishers are passing. <laughs> and he's like, well, I was like, I'm sorry, you're doing great. You're so sexy. Yes. Ooh, wow. Amazing. <laughs> and so then he's like launches into life coach mode. And he's like, with all your resources and good stuff, you, and you can just publish it yourself. And you got this. I mean, he, he was like Dr. Fucking Phil in there while dancing. <laughs> like at one point even picked me up and I'm just like, like a dead fish. Like, I don't know. Like, what does it all mean? You're right. Yes, you're right. But he was, and I said, I just paid $60, which by the way, the prices have gone up in this place. $60 for the private room. I don't think I'll be doing that again. But I said, I just. A good price for a therapy session though. Right. That's pretty much what I got. Cause I was like, I just paid $60 to talk to someone. I have this person's number, mind you. If I really wanted to talk to him, I could do it anytime I want for free, but I paid $60. <laughs> I'm not making good. I told him that I'm not making good decisions right now. <laughs> I think I'm just there. You know, we're both creative professionals that sometimes friends ask for your services and don't really realize like, that you know you should get paid for your writing That's true paid for design work my recruiter friend should get paid for networking sometimes those are soft skills are harder <laughs> to put a price on and people don't realize they're getting you know that service so you know you were really just paying it forward to stripper based soft skills I feel like I was supporting an entrepreneur in that moment exactly. <laughs> But like he was, he was trying to cheer me up. At one point, he took my shoe off and threw it, which I thought was <laughs> funny. <laughs> I I found the humor, and I'm like, God bless you for trying to cheer me up. Really. Yeah, you should leave him a good note with his manager, like yeah, <laughs> get a, a good Yelp review. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, my God. And then, like, he made me feel good about my boobs. He was like, why are you always hiding your boobs? I'm like, yeah, I think they're too big. Far. Like, I, I swear to God, this was a therapy. Why are you always hiding your boobs? I think they're too big. I don't know. I don't know. Hard sitting. I've been thinking about that phrase a lot um, lately with seeing all the clips of the Renaissance tour where mm -hmm. Beyonce has that really fun, like, rainbow, like, tie-dyed outfit. And yeah. Like, does this, like, boob bounce? Move? Yeah, yeah. I was like. Titties are bouncing. Titties are titties are bouncing. Yeah, uh, purposely. Feeling really grateful for the bountifulness of Beyonce's bosom, as I feel you should be as well. I should be. Then that's what Stripper Bay says. Stop yeah. hiding these things. I mean, he really. We we touched on a lot of topics in there. <laughs> Body image, worthiness. 
I was like, I know when the plans change, you're supposed to be excited. That's what, you know, all the spiritualists tell you. Like, if something doesn't work out, something else is coming. Mind you. So another door can open or something like that. Mind you, this is when I'm now straddling him. And I'm like, (laughs) isn't that what they tell you? He was like, yeah, that is true. And then he started to, like, bounce me. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But I would hate to be a fly on that wall, not in a perverted way, but just like if that can- was a scene in a TV show, I would be like dying of laughter. Yeah, I was so distracted. Like he was doing everything great. I was just kind of like, oh God, yeah, I guess you're right. Like he was like <laughs> deep like, in your existential dread. Yeah, ex- and I can't even enjoy. It. Yeah, he invited me somewhere after the club, and I just was like. No, I think I'm gonna go home. But also, that wasn't because I didn't want you. I was sad. It was because I listen. Love him to death, but I don't trust you for shit. So (laughs) I'm not going to a house party hosted by male strippers by myself. Yeah, in the city of Las Vegas. In the city of Las Vegas. Like, if you're on the strip, you're kind of in like a yeah, yeah, right. if you're starting to go off the strip, that is a very large city. So yeah, and like too I only, far out on the perimeter and have to find a taxi back. So I'm already the strip club is already <laughs> off the strip. Now you want me to go another 16 minutes off, and like I only have Uber to rely on. He did invite the girls I was with too, but I was like, they really don't know what time it is around here. Like <laughs> they thought, like, oh well, we have to bring money. I'm like, no, these are male they're strippers, Vegas expert. So you yeah, get, exactly. You get it, but there are a lot of novices that go to Vegas, and they just it's Disneyland for adults, and they don't understand. They don't understand real danger, potential yeah. danger. Like I don't think Stripper Bay would ever hurt me, but I don't know who he hangs out with. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm like, look, uh, thanks for the therapy. I don't think, I think, I think I'm good now. I don't need to follow you to some house party <laughs> as a full-fledged adult. But I thought that was really funny. It was, he was really sweet about it. So, uh, but yeah, Vegas was fine. People got kicked out for drugs. <laughs> Typical. Um, I technically got kicked out of Marquee, but I kicked myself out. I got, <laughs> I got really, really drunk. It's like one of those drunks where you just instantly drunk. Like you, there was no lead up. You just like, holy shit. So Ooh, I'm watching this from the outside. Exactly. Like, like going to fall over. <laughs> I do this new thing. If I'm having that outer body experience where I'm throwing up, I like, I'm not joking. Ask my spirit guides to help me. Like, hey, I fucked up. I need help. So I went to the bathroom to throw up. And sometimes you throw up and you're like, okay, I'm good. And sometimes you're like, there's just no. Get out of here right now. (laughs) And so then I have to get out of here. So I tried to go out like a side door. And then it was like more doors, like fucking Alice in Wonderland. And I could not get out. So I just laid down. (laughs) I was like, I'm just going to lay down here and go to sleep. 20 seconds later, five security guards came in and I sat up and yeah, I sat up. I was like, how do I get out of (laughs) here? I'm trying to leave. And they're like, we'll show you the way out. So basically I kicked myself out. I hope they don't think they kicked me out they just showed me the door which to use because i was a fucking mess i mean as natalie stated before we started recording vegas doesn't play around like if they wanted to blackball you from like getting into other clubs that night or or forever like yeah they can make that decision and they do yeah or like they'll have people come get you like if they don't want to let you go they'll have you know they'll wait until a friend can confirm like they're taking you back yeah they'll send you to the drunk tank right or just arrest you (laughs) like i feel like you know and 
maybe this isn't fair, but also, like, guys will start, like, fights and, like, punch people or, like, be unruly. Like, girls, I think they're a little bit more, like, understanding of, yeah. like, what are you going to do? Like, fall over, fall asleep <laughs> in the hallway or bar. Yeah. You know, it's like, I think they're more like, okay, as a safety issue, let's just get you out of here. Whereas, yeah. like, some of the guys that we know that go to Vegas, like, yeah, friends, like, if it could become, like, hostile. Exactly. And they're like the get the fuck out of here like leave right now but yeah they take it pretty seriously speaking of drugs like there was a time we went to what republic and our friend oh yeah you told me that yeah yeah took ecstasy for some random man in the middle of the pool like like, you can't just do that you cannot you cannot (laughs) yeah i don't know why people that don't go to vegas think it's some like free-for-all like they don't fuck around like They'll and sometimes, like Kathleen was saying, they'll have you arrested. Like, because yeah, it's it's a very delicate balance. Yeah, this like euphoric craziness rolling at all times without people just like dying or <laughs> drowning or killing each other. Like, and plenty of bad stuff can happen in Vegas, but for the most part, like it only like revolves on this axis of like fun until it's time to go home. Yeah, because yeah. There's rules. You got to keep some like. If people could just start, like, taking pills from strangers in broad daylight in front of, like, hundreds of other people, and where does it go from there? You know, even even us, we were like, girl, you can't take drugs from a stranger, first of all, but it is broad daylight. Yeah. In a pool filled with hundreds of people. You can't just, like, have a man put a strange pill on your tongue in front of everybody and be like, and then her top falls down and she was just like, "Ah." Like, oh my god yeah because security <laughs> watching people like a hawk yeah like even in the, in the bathroom the this bathroom tenants they're part of the fucking they're the ops too you can't do shit yeah. in the bathroom vegas and disneyland have some of the tightest security in yeah. the world and it's like the top tier like security systems get those bids especially yeah. when like, you're on the strip and some of the higher level like casinos they're paying like literally like the creme de la creme e- even if it's not the guy that's standing there being the security guard the system and the strategy that's been put in place is like it's like below the fbi yeah i was in the bathroom for a while like- yeah i was in the bathroom for a while marquee and the tenant was like you have to go or I'll call security like and to kathleen's point like you can't even sleep in the club or a gay party even if you have a cabana if that's yeah. the crazy part you have a cabana and you try to lay down they don't play that shit yeah like you like obviously i tried to sleep in there and they're like you gotta go i'm like and to kathleen's point i'm pretty harmless all i wanted to do was lay down like <laughs> or like the one time we were at marquee you got were drunk and like you disappeared <laughs> yeah same thing same thing i'm just like i'm just gonna walk away but yeah yeah. the time i got um asked to leave the same time with the sorry grabbing my coffee the pool party i was i was the complete opposite of a friend that was like wilding out i just was standing there (laughs) like natalie said people watch you yeah so they probably watched me for like an elapsed amount of like 10 minutes and they're like all right the rest of her friends are dancing and engaging and talking and she's just standing still and like staring to die yeah exactly like i wasn't wobbling i wasn't doing anything weird i was just just standing in like an alternate universe and they came over and there's the test was like can we ask your friend a couple questions and our friends were like kathleen you better fucking do it and i was like (laughs) no 
And they're like, okay, who's going to take this girl back to her room where we're going to have to kick her out? So, That's hilarious. Can we ask you some questions? No. And it wasn't even combative. No, I was just like, no. No, I'm just going to go. Yeah. That's how I was too. I was like, hey, I want to leave. <laughs> like, the best part was the bride. <laughs> Who can handle her liquor better than probably all of us at this stage of life? was like, actually, I don't want to take a nap. Like, I'll just take her back. And everyone was like, it's your party. She was like, that's okay. It's I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. At this point, it's, yeah. It's like you said, it's typical Vegas. Like, yeah. and that's kind of like what I like too. Like, no one's really judging you for getting too fucked yeah. up at a party. And even if you leave, like, I usually just leave. I think yeah. this time I somehow text Jeffrey that I'm like, I'm really drunk. I'm going to have to leave. And yeah. then like, my friend Jamal, friend, my friend Jamal text are you okay? And I was like, no, I'm not. What's okay? Back into the existential pit of despair. Yeah. What's okay? I was like, right. What is okay? I'm not okay. How many ways, oh, which ways do you want to, what, what are we actually talking about? Because I'm physically not okay. Mentally, I'm a wreck. But yeah, I was. Spiritually, I don't know. My life is hanging in the balance. And it always happens at Marquee, which is always my where I go on Sundays. I feel like towards the end of the weekend, my body is just like no longer has a tolerance. Because I don't even drink that much. And I'm just like, boom. Yeah. Like, ah. So that was that. Anyway, that was my, it was a good trip. I won $1,300 at the airport oh. coming into town on the slot machine. So. That's probably why I was in a giving mood at because <laughs> bitch, this, rest of this is going to rent, <laughs> right? Sixty dollars. Well, you know what I will say because the the private room was sixty dollars. I didn't feel the need to like throw ones in there. I'm yeah. like, you're already making your money. It's like yeah. if that hairdressers or if you ever been like got a service and all of a sudden it's very expensive because you feel like I feel like you've added the tip in here. Yeah. So I won't be adding anything extra to that. $60 is fucking ridiculous. Take it in. Yeah. Because it, first of all, it's men. You're just shirtless. You're in here for what? A dance? Like dance to one song or two? That's expensive. Yeah. What are we like? I don't know. Whatever. But I appreciate the therapy session. But $60 fucking dollars. The hell out of my face. Emotional lift of that. Yeah. <laughs> and then I didn't know until I was at the cashier. She was like, oh, 60. I was like, 60. Yeah, damn. What happened in here? Inflation is hidden hard. Like, I think I heard it was 80 to get in. I didn't pay that. But they were, that's why he convinced that group to get a bottle. I'm like, 80 to get in? This is crazy. Inflation. America. Thanks. This is Biden's America. <laughs> when Trump was in charge, this shit was damn near free. <laughs> Don't worry, everyone. It's said with an air of... <laughs> Satire. <laughs> yeah. Make America great again. <laughs> 60 fucking dollars. Anyway. All right. Let's talk about this. Yeah, episode. Oh, yeah, someone right. posted like about the episode. I didn't even realize a that it was Thursday in my personal life, but also that <laughs> the show was back on again. I was like, how did we get there again? Like, I thought I just watched the last week's. Oh, I know. I was surprised when I didn't hear from you because I was like, oh, she's probably like, I mean, that's how much we are not really connected. I was so out of it. And then we had like kind of a busy weekend and I was like, you know what? I kind of remember her saying she was going to Vegas. And then I was like, I'll let her get back to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and it's no rush because this episode, whatever. So the episode starts with Kim and Scott, which... <laughs> It's funny. I, love I how like over explain Scott's existence. Exactly. When and how much they love out. him. Oh, we just love, he just he makes me feel funny or something she was saying, like light and We already that. knew that would have been 
more appreciated would if they would have explained why he wasn't there for a while. If they yeah. just ownership of like, you know, Scott was kind of going through a different phase in his life. Courtney started dating Travis and we had to kind of figure it out. And like, we're sorry. We kind of let it get weird and we're just glad to have him back. Like that would have made so much more sense. Yeah. But of, like, I just feel like Scott's a brother. We're like, yeah, we know that. That's how it's always been. <laughs> like, I feel too. And there's some other examples we'll talk about later in the episode that they just gloss. Now they gloss over so many things. That they could easily explain a little bit better. It's like, like, yeah, to the point of Scott, I still, I'm weirded out that they never ask him questions about himself. Yeah. It's like, he's just there as like a um, facilitator. Yeah. And yeah. Obvious. And it's just kind of like strange. And like, I know we overuse this term in society of these days, but like the gaslighting like effect where it's like, it almost makes you feel like annoyed that we know what they're trying to do, but they're trying to make it seem like we would be weird for thinking that they're trying to do that. You know, it's like, it felt very like mind games. Well, it's she like, was not even necessary. We're not even talking about anything that deep. It's just Scott's back. Like, well, even to that point, when they're, Kim is talking about dating, which you talk about gaslighting, right? Like, oh, dating's so hard because everyone will see me. It's very, it's actually very easy to date in private. Like, yeah. Tremendously easy. And when she was talking about how the media, yes, seemed like Pete's thing was more so serious, serious than it was. It's like, bitch, you were talking to Hoda on <laughs> the Today Show, Jimmy Fallon on Tonight Show. You'd been dating for like a little bit. Like, it's okay if you're excited, but like, you're not a person that we believe when you do that. Well, we if- that you're a person who calculates your moves and like you're scheduling interviews. For, like, your skincare line, like, what you didn't have interviews like this for every like skims launch. It's like this was clearly your post divorce, like, rebound story, which would have made sense. And I think at a certain point, she thought it would make sense to have Pete be like the perfect anti Kanye, like, opposite of Kanye. And then, like, the idea well, I've said this before, like, the idea that she would be somehow. This was in the height of Pete's dates, everybody. If she could somehow be the one that like tamed Pete, it took yeah. a turn. And it's like that turn wasn't the media, Kim. That turn was you bringing him to the Met Gala and like dressing him and spray painting him. Like the, the media wasn't doing that. That was a strange statement because I was like, the media? Wasn't he on your show? Yeah. <laughs> like you introduced him on your and, like, show. The, she's like, I want to sneak around. Like, can we just be sneaky? I was like, everything you did was like obvious like you went to a restaurant in like a giant sparkly dress and like made sure the paparazzi were there that time that they were doing like photo shoots for her swimwear line and he got like photographed at the airport like no they they weren't sneaking that was all planned well the instagram she put it on on her instagram photo she had multiple i'm like what media and again that would be if you were just feeling it in the moment and then you realize maybe you got serious too fast just say that kim yeah it was it's the media made it but it's more first of all we're still not saying the pete name like she said it one time last up but but there's more like trying to downplay it like they just made it more serious than it it was was like oh like but yeah. last 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 episode, it was well. We dated for nine months. I mean, like to your point with the skincare, she was on the skincare press tour, and it was me and Pete do skincare together. And when I, I sleep, he puts pimple cream on me. Like she was talking about like her and him having sex, like on yeah. the confessional and stuff, like all this stuff. Yeah. Like you hadn't done that for you didn't have to do that first of all, but like you hadn't done that 
you barely talked about Kanye that in that context, uh, you know, and, and it's just like in the moment, especially like now their explanation is obviously annoying, but like even in the moment, like the whole family had the same like talking points of like, he's just the sweetest, caring, nicest person. It's like people just don't understand. Like he is just the sweetest, nicest, caring person. Like <laughs> he got like tattoos of the kids initials. Like, Who's was that the media? Was that the, <laughs> did the media tell him to do that, Kim? And how does yeah. the media find out about that stuff, Kim? I was he's like, like oh sharing my, it, not the not the media, openly, or you're sharing it secretly. So you don't need to lie. This isn't even us judging you about bouncing a serious relationship. We don't care. In fact, <laughs> no one even believed you. So why don't you just do whatever you feel like doing? And then <laughs> she goes into. Mind you, we got two full episodes of how I want to be single. Even the producer called her out on this. Now she's texting some guy. She flashbacks old Kim. I'm dropping hints that I'm single. I'm, I'm single. single. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now she's texting some. We'll call him Fred. That she met in New York, and I'm like bullshit. <laughs> You're not texting anybody. And the producer's like, in all my years, you've only been single for like ten days. Like right. You- like slow your roll. That's kind of where Chris was at when she was talking to her. Like, you can't be alone. And there's also, I've said it last week when we were talking about this episode coming up, there is this need to look desirable. Oh, yeah. There's Kim, I don't even know if she realizes that. Well, we've always talked that with Kim's like relationship with working too, where yeah. it's like it's less like she needs to be a workaholic or a busy bee, and more that she needs constant relevancy validation desirability all those things are like intertwined it's like it's not enough for her to just be busy and feel like she's being productive it's like she needs to be needed like at all times because it's crazy if you think about in the grand scheme if these if she was a normal person if someone was my if kim was my friend and just got divorced i wouldn't even want to be talking to you about dating i would be like Maybe you should be single for a while because you just got to have a 10-year marriage. Like, <laughs> like, sit down for a second. Yeah, go talk to somebody. For a second. Like, like I, I would not be like, so who are you dating? Like, you just got a divorce. I would not yeah. be saying that and to like, you. Like, going to Vegas and, like, marrying Bon Apple Tea Chris <laughs> and, like, going to concerts is like, and I wanted to have fun, but it just, it feels like Kim, with everything Kim does, it's like, I need to be seen and be seen yeah yeah exactly. yeah I wish the laker game own that like yeah. this, like she talks in this conversation with scott she talks about like how if the show hadn't happened and this is a theme we could talk about the whole episode the daughters mm-hmm. all kind of touch on did chris make them obsessed with like working or whatever and she's like, well, I probably would have just worked at like Macy's or something if the show didn't happen. And we're like, that's not true. The show yeah. happened because you had like an unquenchable thirst to be famous. And yeah, maybe that did come from Chris. But I also think you might have got it from her just genetically because it seems like you were always very ambitious. You clearly wanted to be famous. Like you were hanging out with other famous people. You live like in Scott. A- I think Scott made those points too to her. Yeah, like, like, uh, no. Like it just own that. We loved original thirsty kim and some people love to hate her but those people can come to terms with that on their own like the kim that the show started on was this kim that just had no qualms being like i am the way that i am yeah like she wasn't even trying to work attention and i want to be famous she wasn't even trying to work at dash 
Like that was like one of the arguments I think the sisters had that Kim is like, because remember Chloe was really working the store the most. Yeah. I mean, Courtney was the buyer or whatever, but it never really to be a team player. It had to be like a solo thing. Like even when she was like writing the coattails of Paris, it was like, I think she always saw it as an op, like a step, you know? And like when she was doing the closet organizing, like it wasn't just making money. It was giving her access. Yeah, exactly. Brandy and stealing Brandy's mom's credit card. You know, it's like every, <laughs> the roles that she was taking at that time weren't just, I'm an entrepreneur and I want to make money. It was, I want to be relevant and I want to gain access to spaces yeah. that I have deemed more valuable to the exactly. 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 <laughs> and then back to this Fred guy. Oh, he meets all the standards. What standards? What standards? And there's people that try to theorize that, oh, do you think she's texting Tom Brady? I genuinely do not think she was texting Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady, there's such a misconception about the men who would want Kim. I think yeah. Kim That'd be could, a down step for Tom. And that's not a diss on Kim. It's not a diss. They don't it's, exist in the same world. Exactly. And I think there's too much chaos in Kim's world. And unfortunately, I don't think Kim could ever date anyone like Tom Brady privately. Like there would have to be some way we would have to well, know. And Tom about Brady's it. not going to do that at you know, all. Tom Brady has been a well curated machine. Yeah. He was married to Giselle, which is like arguably one of the most like famous people as well. They have kids. Like I just think like yeah, in a lot of ways their lanes are similar, but they're parallel. They're yeah. not crossing exactly like, they're lane they are the type of lanes that exist to be their lanes yeah and what makes the most sense for someone like Kim would be someone and I don't even think this would work but like say like Adele dating uh Rich Paul Rich Paul like something like that where it's like their lanes overlap I also think that's why Corey works with Chris is like Corey already knew all the famous people mm-hmm. he had a career but he's not like trying to usurp Chris like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the puzzle pieces fit. Yeah, exactly. Like, Tom Brady and Kim are too like parallel in like they would have to need to be boss. That's part of the reason I think we were lucky we got the like burning ball of chaos that was Kim and Kanye is they both always thought they always had the upper hand and we got this like chaotic like power couple, but we were lucky that lasted as long as it did cuz those two things just and I think what's important is Kim needs someone like why Kanye worked because he was interested in fame. Yeah. That and as we've seen in her dating history, when the guy is not interested in fame, yeah, it like does not work. Like Chris well, Humphreys, same thing, Reggie Bush. Now Pete Davidson, yeah. as and, much as I think Pete Davis is a fame whore, I don't think he wanted that level. Well, and he he fame. had the access he needed. Yeah. And I think with Kanye, as much as Kanye fans and like haters of Kim always wanted to be like, she's a downgrade. What Kanye wanted was the zeitgeist. Kanye wanted the the chitter chatter. Kanye wanted to get more access to the sort of like mainstream, aka white world of like fashion. And Kim wanted that too. And like, individually they both were kind of struggling to get there but if together they were like this undeniable force of chaos mm-hmm. this maybe they could you know get into those spaces as a unit you know whereas like 
Tom Brady is just Tom Brady. He is an entity. I don't even like Tom Brady for the record. <laughs> but Tom Brady's fame is very solidified. Yeah. So where it takes no effort benefit yeah. from it. And I also think like his people would be like, that's too complicated. I think for Pete, it was kind of like a no lose situation where like he's dated enough people. It's whatever. But, like, he's fine. He's well taken care of. He keeps getting offers to tell his same story. Like, <laughs> right. Staten Island. We get it. You're from Staten Island. Jesus. The, the latest one, Buck Kiss or whatever it's called. I'm like, yeah. isn't that the same as the other one he just was in? I the feel King like it's, it's, to- it's the like, same fucking story. Like, like, it's not whatever, interesting. Like, and Lauren Michaels is going to give you a job until the end of time. So, <laughs> fine. So, yeah. I would love to see. And we always said this about Rihanna. And then. She kind of had her moment with like a billionaire, like foreign man. And now she's with ASAP Rocky. <laughs> Kim, don't get any ideas. Don't go. Please I don't. I don't think Kim should go back to Power Couple. I think she should go with someone who is connected in like in the, the industry. Yeah, exactly. Any industry that's interesting to her. Someone connected enough that they have credibility and fame and money. And then let them take the back seat and just be the fame whore that you are like yeah. just own it and Leave even it. kanye you just said that my mate kanye too has a thing of needing to look like hot girls want him yeah like he's got that bad too about himself like there's no reason either one of them should be in a relationship can both have like some weird like asexual like and I'm not saying being asexual is weird. I'm saying there's some weird energy around Kim and Kanye both that I think that, again, that's maybe why they matched for a while, is that Kim was seen as a sex symbol, but is kind of weirdly not comfortable with their sexuality as this yeah. episode. Yeah. And then Kanye has this obsession with seeming obsessed with sexual porn and all that stuff. I mean, yeah. But he also comes off as, like, very insecure with his body. He got lipo. He got he get, got combative with him and Amber Rose broke up. Like, him and Kim always had a very strange energy of, like... It never seemed like, and I'm not calling him gay. I think a lot of straight men are like this. It never seemed like he actually likes women. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, you ever met, like, a man that you're like, I don't think you actually like women. Like, will you have sex with a woman? Yes. And but are you do obsession you, with yeah. women and their sexuality was always about his validation for his desirability. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that, I think that was one of the main reasons he was obsessed with Kim is because there was this public perception that Kim was like a sex symbol. And if she had her, it was like a possessive thing. Yeah, yeah. And like, like, look what I pulled. doing it again with like. Bianca is that like this she's like just she doesn't speak she doesn't smile <laughs> and he's dressing her already it's yeah. like Amber Rose remember we didn't know what Amber yeah. Rose even sounded like Vertigo <laughs> if anyone is a Hitchcock fan um check out Vertigo that's Kanye in a nutshell is probably <laughs> probably go to therapy uh <laughs> over dating other people but you know I I will at least I'm gonna regret this eventually but I can at least say for now, whatever Kanye is doing with this Bianca lady, it seems contained. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. When he was obsessed with Pete, was such a horrible like time period to be following these people with the whole thing with Julia Fox. I'm glad we got Julia Fox's weirdness out of it, but like 
it was too much. Yeah, like, it was very chaotic. It seems like him and this Bianca lady are just, like, doing their weird thing. Yeah, they're not trying to be in our face. Yet. But it will never last long with Carmen. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Any, any period of peace that we get, it will never last long. He still never apologized for any of the horrible things that he's done. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just what it is. You brought up asexual, and so... Kim had told Scott that he she's a lights off girl. And it's like I it's I'm not judging, but I'm trying to really wrap my mind around someone who um has a sex tape, but also vo- not volunteers, but you know, takes provocative pictures. Like she's taken, she's had nude shoots, yeah. multiple nude shoots. And like she said, she can walk out in front of people in a thong, da-da-da-da. So I like that you brought up that she's clearly not comfortable with her sexuality because there is a disconnect here for someone who has made a whole living off of a brand off of sex appeal, but then is actually not really sexy. (laughs) Like it's not, it's not fucking like that. And like you see this too with Courtney, like her and Scott had like great chemistry Mm -hmm. for a long time as like a couple. You could see that they had fun together but even they were like not super sexual they would talk about it all the time like yeah it was a weirdness it wasn't like a sexy but he like scott would like try to like slap her ass or do something like like they had a fun like like, bond but it even that was like very like not sexual and especially towards the end she would talk about how she just wanted to get pregnant and like yeah (laughs) but then you see her with travis and she talks about a little bit on this episode just kind of like it's she feels so much more like sexy and yeah. like comfortable and desirable. And like, I don't know if this family, I mean, we already know they have a weird thing with the men in their universe get kind of like put on pedestals. I don't know, like what weird dynamics are going on in their heads mm-hmm. that have like made them feel these ways. But as much as I want to be like, maybe Kim's warped because of her sex tape, or maybe it's okay to want to have sex with the legs off. Whatever it is, I'm like, something needs to get unpacked here. And yeah. it's going to be like, I just need to date around. <laughs> I think it's something more like family therapy or self being time alone. And, you know, Kim, you can learn how to discover your body i was just gonna say she probably doesn't even masturbate like (laughs) like in that which is a healthy exploration of your body you know whatever but know what you like with someone else unless you know i feel like there's no masturbation especially because you know she was saying i'm just so shy when the lights i'm always like don't look at me first of all i really i was like god i hope you're lying because again you have a great body we've seen it so like what is the issue but also um, where was I going to go with this? Cause you made a good point. Sorry. <laughs> Just the, the, the lights off. Like if she would have, Oh, here it is. If she would have said, Oh, I think it's sexier to have the lights off or like, it just feels more intimate. Yeah. I can get with that. Cause I agree with that. Like yeah. I don't particularly like daylight. So I, I think yeah, I'm not going to like jump on the table and like, yeah, you know, like, I'm not like Donald's or something. Turn like, the ring light on. I'm right. Not, I'm not particularly a freak, like, but I have yeah. a healthy appetite, you know? It's yeah. Like, or you're not like turn the ring lights on and yeah. like, but at the same time, it was clear that she wants the lights off because of her body or to be seen. Yeah. And it's just hard for me to connect the dots for someone who that is your brand. You have made a living off yeah. of it. But I, I think you can see it, like even how she presents herself, like it's always like, just screwed tight like her hands are always stiff her body say yeah she has she's she, always wearing sh- shapes silhouettes that are very like 
Yeah. You know, except for when she was wearing dead funny suits because Kanye was shaming her <laughs> being a Christian a mom or something. Big. Like, come on, big, big. <laughs> but I think, yeah, there's like, there's a, a glimmer of it when she did that like bathing suit, like selfie, or it might have been the one she was naked. I feel like there was a glimmer of hope where like maybe things were good with her and Kanye because they were in the honeymoon phase and like they she was getting her body back after North and stuff. I sweet I feel like we saw a glimmer of Kim feeling like she was feeling herself and then it just went away. I think if I had to sum it up, there's a if from hearing her say that when I said disconnected when you're one on one with someone and you're like, don't look at me, there's like a fear of vulnerability, it sounds like, and a fear of intimacy. That's the only thing I can chop that up to and why you're so uncomfortable, which again, go seek some help. But yeah. I really feel like there is a huge fear, even like later on when Scott's like, have you ever been depressed? You're like, no, I've never been depressed. Like, it's I like, think you are showing. I think you just don't know you're time. depressed. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You don't really have the tools to deal with depression. So you don't deal with it. Once again, you have a fear of like going deep. And being like, okay, discovering parts of you. We'll just yeah. put it that way. Well, even this family has started to learn some of the like language of like mental health. Mm-hmm. You're still very much, you can tell they do not buy into it. They're very like in denial. Obviously, we've talked about the way Chloe talks about it. Yeah. She's just now like talks about like beta blockers as if they're just like a vitamin that she takes <laughs> and not like. Like it's a lemmy thing deeper gummy. going on, you know, and Courtney kind of talks about it, but more from like a pseudo like health, like bigger picture thing. Yeah. Kendall's been probably the only one who's talked about it like more in depth, but it always kind of goes back to environmental factors that mm-hmm. make her have anxiety and less like deep seated stuff. And so this episode, they actually got like a little bit more into it, but it was Kendall. Kendall's the one who was talking about. Her therapist and like generational like traits and trauma and stuff. And then immediately Chris's reaction is like, everything's my fault. Everything's my fault. I was like, geez, these people should probably all sit down together. Yeah, because I feel like we've had multiple episodes between Hulu and E where they basically are telling her, yeah, it is your fault that we're all like this. Well, Uh, again, it's like, Chris, it it might be your fault, but then even Kendall's like says it like multiple times, like, well, it could be something that we could learn how to utilize or adjust. Like she's like, we just need to know where it comes from. She's like, everything's my fault. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is like textbook. And then also like Chris could have gotten that from her experience. Growing yeah. Up. MJ. So it's like, you're not going to know that unless, and it doesn't mean it's anybody's fault. It's just, you got to go to therapy. It's the trends. Yeah. Unpack it- the layers. And so figure like, out the patterns, right? Yeah. Like, how is this? Because pa- it is a pattern. I mean, if you look, if you really did some research on Chris's mom, she definitely was a hustler, just like Chris. Like, remember, she like divorced the Chris's dad and then took the girls and then remarried. Like, she's got a whole other story as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it is your fault. But I think that word fault, it's not like you're a demon. It's just like we've learned patterns in this and way. Even, if, even like, Speaking of it as like undo the trauma or, or, or un, unlearn the habits. Yeah. Who can have like kind of a negative connotation, but which shouldn't be, but it can. But even Kendall's like, we can learn how to utilize it. You yeah. know, like our working ethic could be something that could be positive instead of like causing us crippling anxiety. And I'm like, that's kind of, you know, 
as an ADHD person, there's a lot of us go into creative fields because it's like if you learn how to like manage it, it can work really well in those like certain aspects. So yeah, it was very clearly not a therapist, um, but have gone to enough therapy that I'm like this whole episode is like, oh yeah. Well, I always cringe when they they do mention therapy. Even Kendall, I'm like, you're in therapy. Like they just don't seem like people that that Courtney at the most Kendall in this episode more than some of the previous ones she's talked about it because it felt like it was just something she's been doing as like regular maintenance. Yeah. yeah. Like when Chloe talked about how she, it was almost like Tristan had to go to therapy to like as punishment, yeah. Punishment. And she wasn't going with him, yeah. Did, but they weren't talking about it in that way. Like it always seemed like it came. It was always like come out of the result of like a storyline or like yeah. something that happened. And like I always tell people, like therapy should be seen as like oil changes, yeah. Are like you just it's it's something that is like continual like evaluation of the engine and making sure all the parts are working you know it's yeah not, if you it obviously it's, it's great if there has been an actual trauma or like yeah. external factors like your family but like it doesn't have to be that reactive it can just be there Right. And then the, another weird thing about this conversation, we're still in the first scene, but that's okay. <laughs> they brought up Cher and the young girl guy he, oh, yeah. she's dating, which I thought that was weird. First of all, she's like, what about Cher and AE? Which is interesting. She's calling him AE, which means he, she must know him on a personal level. And if you guys don't know, I don't even know what AE stands for. I can't remember. It doesn't fucking matter. The point I want to make is Cher's boo. I think they've already broken up, by the way. The young guy is Amber Rose's baby daddy. They. Yeah. Which I'm like that, like nobody's seeing that connection. Like I wish Scott would have told her, oh, well, something like something connected. Like you and Amber Rose just have the same taste in men or something. I don't know. Or something. Yeah, exactly. Especially calling him out by name was kind of strange. And like Amber and him didn't break up in like a particularly good way. At all. Yeah. He was very public that he kind of was being shady and cheated. And then he did like a public apology. And then not that much later he's with Cher. Yeah, it's so very he weird. Set up with Cher by Tyga, who's Black China's ex. Yeah. I wish Scott would have made like some type of connection there, but I thought that was very random. But um they love a connection with a man to their family if it benefits yeah. them. But then if it's just random chitter chatter, we're gonna just pretend we don't know that all these people are from a cesspool. Cool, yeah. <laughs> that was weird. So the next scene is the Lemmy photo shoot. Um, she's shooting with Travis for the let me love. I don't know. It's some drop that opens up your heart. The only thing I want to note here that I was interesting and it's still like not really speaking to the timeline and everything. The Dolce & Gabbana people came like Domenico and da, 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 because they were on their way to Kim. So I got, I don't know how you felt that about that Kathleen, but I kind of was like, so at what point does Courtney supposedly not supposed to be knowing what's going on? To what I, extent? I again, I feel like this show can be a little heavy handed, but I don't think Courtney is as good at like acting along with the things. So I got the impression that they're trying to lay the groundwork. Mm-hmm. It was all kind of like in motion mm-hmm. so that when K- Courtney does get upset, they can be like, whoa. And my sense is that we will see later on. That Courtney somehow finds out about more like earlier meetings that yeah. Kim was doing with Dolce and Gabbana 
during like her wedding time. Yeah. That made her feel like upset. Like yeah. I feel like they intentionally showed this scene to make it seem like Courtney she, was cool with it. Yeah, exactly. Because I kind of was like, that's really odd that she's like, oh, you're like, going to oh, Kim's office. Knew. But yeah. I, I, just from the previews alone, I feel like I'm taking Courtney's side on this because we know Kim. And also, like I said, I don't think Courtney is kind of is willing to like play any parts this time around. I think she's yeah. just like, I'll show up to shoot because you know you need me and my famous boyfriend, husband. So I get the sense that they're trying to make it seem like this timeline was in motion. And then Courtney's going to get more clarity on the, the conversations that happen and be upset. And then Kim can counter with, well, you and know. I, and I think what my stance with both of them, like I'm not taking a side only because this is so stupid. And also I think they have this like dynamic, I won't say competition, but I, I realize in this family, specifically with Kim and Courtney, if one of them does something, they feel like nobody else in the family yeah. can do it. Even like the one time I think Courtney or Kim, one of the two bought certain Christmas lights. Yeah. And then someone else bought the same lights. I think it was Courtney. She's like, I go out of my way to find unique things and you just copy it. It's like, do you, I mean, I don't have a sister and I definitely didn't have a sister that close in age. I'm like, does it matter if you have the same lights? Like, does it well, really matter? And I feel like Kim got more like this with Kanye because he's like that too. Mm-hmm. Like he wants to own, like, yeah, genius behind things, even knowing like everything he does is like riff off of something which is fine that's what art is yeah but I think Kim has been especially miffed with Courtney getting the attention with Travis and Dolce and Gabbana because she's always been like the family it girl yeah self-labeled like yeah yeah the family top of the food chain and you guys can have my scraps like yeah yeah wear my dress after I've worn it like yeah. imagine if Courtney started dating someone famous while Kim was dating Kanye mm-hmm. and like got like a fitting and not even for a wedding dress. What if, if she just wore a Givenchy dress during that time, Kim and Kanye probably would have like excommunicated her from the well, family. <laughs> remember when Kylie got the, the Puma deal and yeah. Kim, Kanye was pissed Yeah, and like Kim had called Christmas like, um, why did Kylie do the deal with Puma? Why the fuck not? She's not married to Kanye. Like, why would she pass up a check? And it's like, meanwhile, it's like Kim's getting into skincare and makeup when Kylie had already. It's like yeah. Kim is losing her grip. I feel like she's not taking it well. And <laughs> that's why I think it seems perfectly plausible that like she probably had had like chitter chatter over the years with Dolce and Gabbana. And then when she saw how much they were like giving Courtney and how much attention Courtney was getting, because Travis and her were like this millennial like match made in emo heaven (laughs) that yeah I think Kim was probably somewhere screaming and yanking down a curtain (laughs) probably like zoomed up those conversations with Dolce and Gabbana because she didn't like it. I hear what you're saying. So, like, the motivation and the intention yeah, I think behind that's it. Probably yeah. Okay. Okay. Was less so that Courtney was like, I wanted it to be my thing. Which yeah. would have been fair, I think, to some degree because mm-hmm. it was her wedding. But also, Courtney has had to take the back seat to Kim being like, this is my thing. Yeah. For so many years to find out that, like, if Kim went behind her back and, like, made it seem like I'm going to get on this, too, I'd be mm-hmm. a little annoyed. Especially yeah. It was like my younger sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I get that. I get it from that. Confident for 40 years. (laughs) Like, 
And I I just I feel like I always go back to the fact that Courtney like had to put Courtney pulled Mason out of her vagina on camera. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Courtney had to put out all her dirty laundry with Scott. She had to deal with Kim again, her younger sister, kind of like stomping on her this entire time. And Courtney's like the one who kind of had like somewhat of an outside life before the show. That I could see her being like a little miffed at this point to be like constantly especially towards the end of the last show, constantly told she doesn't do anything to contribute. Yeah, yeah. Like she said, Chris and and Kim kept asking, what's your thing? What's your thing? This time around, they're crawling to her because she's like the one who has like her own thing now and they don't, she doesn't need them. Yeah. To have them kind of like step on her. Yeah, exactly. So that's a good point. Um, She also keeps emphasizing she's in a healthy relationship. And it's like, we get it. You fucking hate Scott. We got it. Uh, (laughs) That's every, yeah, well, I'm in a healthy relationship now. What a difference it makes. going to get pissed at Corey about his silky pajamas. I know, that's Dulce and Cabana too. (laughs) Do you think Courtney's like, and maybe, because you saw last episode, they said, oh, she's mad at everybody. (laughs) Yeah, She's mad. But I think, like I said, um, well, I'll get to it with the press tour. This was all happening way before, like you said. Yeah. Because I made the point when it happened, nobody came to that boohoo shit she threw, like her thing. And that's what I was like. I think she was already mad at everybody way before they're trying to make it seem on the show. Yeah. Like she was and already like, like finally doing things when they told her she never did anything. And I, th- I, I'm, like I said, this, I feel like the way that they presented it this episode was to try to cover their ass. Mm-hmm. But I also think it kind of shows that Courtney probably was fine with the family getting opportunities with Dolce and Gabbana too, mm-hmm. because that's how a lot of their deals have worked. I think she's. We're going to find out that she became pissed when she found out more about how Kim was moving in the background. Right, right. Basically, because remember, I have the theory that the the look that Kim wore was for the collection, and she just didn't tell anybody. Because I watched rewatched the episode yesterday where her stylist was like, when they were trying to figure out how they can do things so fast, and her t- stylist says, "Well, they made your look for looks for Courtney's wedding really fast." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense." Because, well, like I said, and so- we know Kim doth protest too much, mm-hmm. and when she's, we see, I think they were from the preview, and she's like, "I made sure none of them, or was that the first episode? I can't even keep track now." But she's like, "I made sure none of them were like the things Courtney was using for her wedding." Well, so- when she's picking out clothes this episode, she's like, "Maybe we don't do any veils." I'm like, yeah, "Why would you do a veil?" <laughs> But why like, are you going to do Why veil? do you need that, Kim? Yeah, That's why are you going to do veils? I'm very curious to see where the tables turn because, like I said, I don't think Courtney yeah. was pretending to be cool in this episode and mm-hmm. wasn't. Like, I think she was cool in this episode because she thought it was not weird for Kim to be working with Dolce & Gabbana eventually. Chris has worn Dolce & Gabbana for a long time. Like, they've had a friendship. Like, so I get the sense that what we're going to learn is that it was, yeah, to your point, Kim's motivations probably came off as shady. Underhanded. Yeah, exactly. Um, the next scene was not clothing. necessary. Kim doesn't need the money. She doesn't need the attention. No one yeah. even cared about this Dolce & Gabbana collection. Moment. Yeah, nobody cared. So it tells me that it was much more about Kim's ego, and that's what bothered Courtney. Yeah, you make some great points. That'll be interesting to see. <sighs> the next thing is still Chloe and the baby. We're still not seeing his face. <laughs> fine, but... She's still talking about the connection with the baby. The baby's on goat milk, which I didn't even know babies could be on goat milk. 
I saw a goat milk at the grocery store yesterday. I didn't even know that was a thing that you could like buy. I saw that on guys' grocery games, but I was just kind of <laughs> like, oh, that's a specialty. Oh, goat milk and like some cooking and stuff. Yeah. Like I know that it exists and like goat cheese, but I was like, yeah. didn't know it was like a milk alternative now. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you can give it to babies. Like I just didn't, because I don't, I don't, I don't think, can you give cows milk to infants? I feel like they'd say no. no. I don't know. Wrong person. <laughs> right. Exactly. And I'm just like, I don't know. And also too, you know, I don't trust the government. Who knows what the government's putting in the milk? Yeah. Oh, so, I don't know. But um, she was talking about boundaries with Tristan, still trying to push this friendship thing, which we don't care if you're friends with him. You don't have to be friends with him. I think I'm at a place where Chloe, where I understand why she does what she does. Again, we talked about, it. they all come from a broken home. So they do weird things. Uh, to try to curate a family like oh Tristan can come over and play with the kids which is fine but also if you're not together and you've made this point the the mixed signals it sends to your children but also why can't he ever why can't they go to his house because how does he deal with his other child that he actually claims like that I'm curious to know does he go to Jordan's house and kicks it with Prince over there and then comes to yours and that's always kind of been my like issue again it's like not that they're doing it, but that they're just not honest about it. It's yeah. like, it's clear that Chloe feels some type of, like, validation and, like, confidence boost by mm-hmm. being the, like, super understanding co-parent. And I'm willing to sacrifice my feelings of heartbreak for the good of my children. Mm-hmm. When it's like, is it that the only reason? Or, like, can you be honest that, like, you feel better being the one that has to sacrifice yeah. because it makes you feel like this martyr in the situation. Yeah, you're, you you're the giver. You're I the give giver. And I give. <laughs> you know, and it's like, that's really what it's about because to your point, like, yeah, in some ways it probably is good for the kids, but also is it? Yeah. Don't you think it's confusing to the kids? Right. Or what if the kids find out when, not what if, when they find out about what your baby daddy did, are you going to explain that to them or like, and there's still this thing that even people like Malika and Chris keep bringing up. She's dealt with so much trauma, but there's no real acknowledgement that most of that trauma as of late has come from Tristan. (laughs) Like, 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 okay, great. You have trauma. Like you do, you don't eat well, you're stressed out all the time. You get migraines, your dad died. You have this gash in your face. Like, Go to therapy. Yeah. Talk yeah. about it in a healthy way. Like, and not be so, like, she's so intertwined with this, like, suffering yes. persona that she's taken on over the years. Yeah. That it's, like, I feel like she feels lost without it. If she's yeah. not in like, an active state of suffering and then being, like, I'm just, you know, it's me. I'm just... Malika, why are you so upset? I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> like, it's become this whole, like. Yeah, she's so strong, thing, right? She's like, it, she feels like she has to be in this constant state of angst, but I'm fine. Angst, but I'm fine. But they I all played in it, too, remember? Like, oh, Chloe's so strong. She's yeah. so strong. Kendall brought up, well, she's dealing with a lot, too. And, you know, Chloe, she's lost all the weight, which I hate when they say that because. They'll say that, but in the next breath, praise her for looking so like, great. Oh God, skinty queen. Yeah, I'm like, I'm now, still not convinced you think she's a legend. Skinny. Yeah, it's like, don't breath. I just don't like when Kendall talks on this show. Like, I can't take it. She's it's so less of their unnecessary in this show and this family that bothered me at this point. 
it's just their honesty that is so gone. And then on top of the lack of honesty is the excessive amount of explanations. Yes. That make excessive. us feel like we're losing our goddamn minds. It's like, explanations. I would be okay if you're all weird, fucked up, famous people and you're talking about the complexes that you all have. Or well, don't talk ex- about them at all and don't come up with these other explanations. Just do your life and they like, go to Good American and show us some fabric swatches. Well, because there are explanations about things we don't, we're not really interested in. Yeah. Like, for example, they need to wrap up this can't connect with the baby storyline. And if they it's don't, episode three. Loud, like, I thought it was interesting to hear what it was like to go through surrogacy and like the things that she didn't realize because the. Kim had had a positive experience with surrogacy, like yada, yada, yada. If you're not going to tell us that part of the reason you're having a hard time with this baby is because of the shit that went down with Tristan and your plans for how this was going to go with the baby went awry, stop talking about it. Because if you're not going to say that has something to do with it, you're not a bad person if it does either. You're going to get connected with this baby. You're not a bad person if you're having a hard time connecting with it because his father blew up your life you'll get there but be honest about it but like i feel like they can't they're afraid of admitting that because it would make them look like a dumped person like but walling in self-pity i just something. i just think we're at a point even this dolce and cabana where we are dragging the storylines out across multiple episodes and trying to like again the connecting with the baby story Obviously, like you said, people will like some people, if you've done surrogacy or if you just had your own baby, they'll they'll understand. But you're not going deep enough for anyone to connect with you. On top of that, it's not that interesting. I don't need three episodes of you just saying I can't connect with the baby. It's like, all right, what else do we got? They used to do this more often and they don't anymore because I think they're so controlling. It's like go to a professional about postpartum because there are women who have. A natural birth, or I shouldn't even say natural because that doesn't sound fair to surrogacy either, but a vaginal birth. Yeah, gave birth to their own baby. As a partner that they're still with and should be happy and they still aren't connecting with the baby and that gives them severe depression. Like that is something that's very common. So like you could go to an expert and that person could explain that and Chloe could try to understand, is that what I'm feeling or is what I'm feeling because of my health issues and this whole like bomb exploding with Tristan? Like, is this, or is it all those things at once? All those things can be true at once. Like if she would delve into it deeper instead of just like you said, just, it's just these circular conversations in the living room. I'm like, but, and it's like, again, I speak more so to the producer, they're producers, but you get what I'm saying. Who, who, whoever's really made, make a fucking show. Like this is how you create a show. Even if, I mean, Bravo is really good at this. Even if she didn't think she needed a professional, we're filming a fucking show. So we're going to hire this professional. You're going to film with her. And then we're going to move on. But I can't take another living room conversation of her patting the baby and saying, I hate this kid. Like, like, you know, yeah, it's like Scott is there, but they're not asking him anything about his life. Only surface stuff that serves him storyline. It's like she's she like lightly touches on his single, too. But it's like, have you talked to him about how he feels? seeing Courtney is so happy like yeah yeah we talked about how things have been going with him and the kids like it's very like and Chris kind of does the same thing in these scenes with Chloe is like she's just kind of there to like keep 
keep the talking points going, but we don't get any further. It's just like, yeah. Like even Chris, I wrote down that she wrote, she said, "You're well, every time I come over here, you're always feeding someone and entertaining someone. You're doing great." I was like, "What is she talking about? Being <laughs> feeding her children, yeah. <laughs> entertaining her children." So yeah, like all those housewives in the fifties that were taking like Valium so that they didn't like want to kill themselves. Like yeah, yeah, Chris, that's real healthy. <laughs> well, and there's no acknowledgement that the nannies are very involved in yeah. their lives too. Like it's not like. I'm not saying you feel the hell's organizing those that exactly. Closet, you're okay? not a bad mom if you have a nanny, but I'm also not going to well, be like the art director for the closet. But she's yeah. organizing it and cleaning yeah. it and lysoling it every three hours. Yeah, but I'm also not going to be like you poor thing. You just work so hard. But I mean, like she said, she has a great support system. She's a great village, so she'll be fine. But like I said, we got to wrap this storyline up. Either yeah. give us an honest answer or move on. Let's move on to something else. Um, Go Kendall, back to hijinks if you're not going to give us any meat. Yeah. Kendall was in New York. I, we don't need to talk about it. All she did was get her makeup done and FaceTime Chris, who went to Beyonce's birthday party. And I think that's the birthday party you and I do not believe Beyonce was actually even at. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't think she even went. Was there. I touched on it. Like, I, again, it was like a missed opportunity. I felt like. Kendall tried to like put out there like this thing that her therapist said and like that maybe they all have this like complex from down the line from Chris and that they could all start talking about it and working on it and then Chris kind of like shoots her down like and she repeats it and then Chris shoots her down and like that was the scene. And no, like, that, no, that's the scene later. This is, I'm just saying oh, okay. that one scene when she's getting oh, yeah, her makeup done. Oh, yeah, this yeah. is See, a real, but I mean, you make a good point because there was such an unnecessary scene. Like we don't need like, to see, yeah, FaceTiming Chris. But um, after that scene, then Kim was doing her video footage shoot. And then she kind of mentions once again, she was worried about Courtney. So again, the building, because yeah. I think you or I, if you're watching, you probably were like, why are you worried about Courtney? I thought you had a conversation or yeah. can't you just go have a conversation? And you know, yeah. Courtney is not like revealing the like storylines of the season. And like, mm-hmm. it is pro- they probably told Courtney like, all right, season, whatever episode, whatever you're going to talk about, let me love. Travis is going to come by, blah, blah, blah. We're going to mention Dolce & Gabbana. That's probably all Courtney even cared to know about all of this. Mm-hmm. You know Kim's the one who's, like, pulling all the puppet strings and wants to make sure this plays out exactly how she wants. There's no way Courtney was, like, even thinking about any of this. Yeah. So. And speaking of Courtney, so they went back to New York. So here's the things I noticed they did not gloss over. Again, this might be Courtney's thing. So, number one, she went to Good Morning America. And they saw, showed her really nervous. I thought they were going to... Sh- and then after she does the interview and it's great, right? Oh, it's so good. That interview actually was pretty terrible. Remember is when they asked her about marrying Travis and she was like, um, yeah, it's like a dream. It's 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 yeah. almost... it was. She answered it kind of like Harry Styles. Yeah. I like it because it's a movie. It's a movie. Like a it movie. It feels like a movie. Film, a movie. <laughs> yeah. She had a... Re- that wasn't the greatest interview. And I thought it was interesting they cut that whole out. I thought she would have been like, oh, I messed up a little at that part. But they cut that out. It's interesting. The Boohoo collection didn't get a lot more. That should have been a storyline in itself because she curated a whole collection. They had a whole fashion show for the it. Unprecedented, never done before. The creative director Dolce Gabbana for like however many episodes now. And we're like, well, what about what everything what what is everyone else doing? Everyone else yeah. is doing interesting stuff. Like we got 
Kylie doing some blush for five seconds. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's weird because Courtney was like the chief su- sustainability officer. She was supposed to be like helping them find a way to make fast fashion sustainable, sure, which you like, can't. Court or Kim like doled out like storylines and was like, okay, you can talk about this. And I know, I just like know in my gut, Courtney probably didn't push back on anything or even want to be involved. She's like, I'll film for Lemmy. Okay. Well, I wonder if they just didn't, and again, you can't count Chris out of stuff and maybe convincing Courtney if they didn't highlight as much because it was fast fashion. She did get a lot of criticism because she's supposed to be Miss, you know, Captain Planet. And she's doing fast fashion, which is so un- not sustainable. Yeah. So I wonder if, and then also, I think they would have had to answer the question on why not a single goddamn family member came to your fashion show. So that was weird. Then they were like, oh, yeah. And then we went to see Tommy Hilfiger. Okay. You brought Jordan Wood's sister because she's Alabama's best friend yeah. to the Tommy Hilfiger show with you guys. Are we not going to like touch on that? <laughs> well, and that's why it gets so frustrating to watch nowadays because it just feels like we're meant to not remember things that happened in real time yeah and get fed these long ass explanations like i would again i would get it if like you have to edit and pick and choose and like what's compelling some stuff gets left behind but you wouldn't have to leave stuff behind if we didn't spend 25 minutes of three episodes explaining something when it feels like you're explaining it to us, but explaining it to yourself and like trying to convince us of something, you know, it's like an explanation no one asked for. Yeah. I, I was surprised she finally mentioned Boohoo because she didn't mention it the whole episode. And then like it was this quick just walk. Oh, yeah. And then I have a Boohoo collection and da-da-da. I was like, what? Seasons <laughs> making it seem like Courtney didn't like to work. And Courtney was like, I don't feel like it. Why would I? And now she's actually doing something and you're just like, Bloop. but I, and I, I still feel a lot of that comes from Courtney. Cause to your point, she's given so much that yeah. I think Courtney's like, yeah, uh, I can give you like it. a quick, quick scene of me in New York, but I'm not going into detail. That's what I, it's like. I feel for her. If she did yeah. get up, if she does get upset later. It's like, here was an opportunity where you could have re you know thanked her for giving her so much shit about not doing anything it's like okay we'll give you another segment on boohoo because you know that's cool that you had something yeah it's, it's just like they spent you know they apologize when it when it benefits them or they or their fear of ramifications they'll apologize for stuff i mean you know kendall did her whole like episode of how bad the pepsi commercial was received you know well, it's not like the yeah true. he gave us the e- eating it's not fuck. like they don't know or haven't navigated backlash in the past and kim kim loves to talk about backlash and actually season. you're making a good point the hulu the hulu uh series does not like to go into details about their fuck-ups and backlash they do because even remember the variety get yeah. up and work you would have thought that would be a major plot line i mean about that was being talked about people. in like the public like I mean, yeah, for weeks, months, for weeks, and they, they mentioned and it. We get Kim sounding seconds. like a salty Sally. Like, could you believe? But and it, but the way they handle it, I remember Chris asked Kim. They were like kind of talking. What should we do? Oh, we'll think about it. Like how we want to respond. They never came back to it. I was like, that's it. That was pretty monumental. So yeah. I love the point you're making. Yeah, Hulu does not want the contra or the the Hulu show does not deal with the controversy also, in also a way he did. 
it, you know, I don't know like who all the people they got to be a part of the show, but as far as like the upper layer of Hulu, that's not their wheelhouse. So yeah. they probably a don't have experience, but also probably just don't care. They're <laughs> like, just make your show. Whereas like E, the show started with Ryan Seacrest, and it yeah. was very much there was always even as they gained more leverage over the years, there was always this understanding of like pleasing. The people, the like viewers, the yeah, public persona, uh, yeah. who we think, who they think that you are. Yeah. So, yeah, it, and again, it's like. Then, meanwhile, you have Kim complaining about the media and the narratives. It's like, all right, bitch, then tell us what the narrative was that you heard. Where yeah. Did it come from? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. So it's it's just I know I don't like to complain a lot, but it is just a different vibe on who. Like we're not really getting a show. It's more like a like a freaking cliff note of like what happens like I need the I need the whole book um but to your point uh the point you made earlier earlier Kendall is now in New York met up with Courtney and Chris and this is when she goes into this whole we need to start taking care of ourselves and blah 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 and Courtney said I'm hard on myself because of Chris like and you know Kendall yeah we're all perfectionists and control freaks and you know Chris is like everything's all my fault Um, and I too, am kind of sick of that song and dance because I've been, I think Kendall specifically has been saying that for years, right? Like even when Kylie was getting her lips done, she looks like a brat doll. Nobody needs to get any work done. That It's just like, be quiet. Just let them live. Yeah, it's like either be that way and just be like this. Well, yeah, we're this way. Cause Chris Jenner's our mom. Ha-ha, yeah, it exactly. Or if you want to go deep with it, get deep with it yeah exactly like why did that become that way or how can we fix it like like i said it was kind of like that could have been a more like interesting conversation when other conversations in this episode were like three times as long but it was like fluff it was just kind of like yeah we're workaholics and it's because of our family anyways scene (laughs) and also kendall has gotten work done so that's why sometimes i get annoyed with her with like we've got to take care of her first of all you sell poison you sell literally you have an alcohol brand yeah. so maybe she's not talking well, and like you had the opportunity as like a model to like retire from runways for a season because of your stress load it's like i get that you should i also felt like if courtney didn't feel like working but was filming good you don't need to work you have plenty of money <laughs> like but let's Kend- be honest <laughs> kendall always seems to talk to her and her family from a place I don't know how you feel about this, but a place of superiority sometimes. She's yeah. kind of always like, okay, let's say she is in therapy, right? But she's always kind of like, what we need to do is, or we've got to stop this, or Chloe. It's like, okay, get off your high horse for just two seconds and just come down. You're also part of the problem. Like, yeah. there's part of her that doesn't think she's part of the problem. Like, yeah. I like she's a Jenner. I'm not really part of the Kardashian machine and I'm I'm real I ride horses and play in dirt like that's where she kind of comes across sometimes when she talks and that's probably why I'm like I don't want to hear anything you have to say yeah I think it's not necessarily like a conscious thing like yeah feels like oh they're so annoying or like but it's more like a subconscious thing that for those reasons yeah Yeah. like kind of like separated from it And, and I do feel a level of like empathy for her and Kylie in that they they're kind of just ended up in it and Kylie ended up more in the Kardashian realm because of the whole thing with Tyga and like Kanye and Kim Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, she drank the Kool-Aid. Okay. She she drank the Kool-Aid yeah. more than Kendall for Wait, sure. Kendall had kind of always stayed one foot out of like that world. And then she also like received work and that was sort of outside the realm. She got it probably in the first place because of her name, but then it was sort of it operated on its own track over on the side, like be doing her modeling stuff. So it kind of kept her removed. So she definitely intentional or not, she feels like removed from it. <laughs> there's, there's a weird part of her that thinks she's self-made, bless yeah. her heart. But it's like you're benefiting from the Kardashian show. Like when she used to say, Oh, if I for modeling kids, I would take my last name off. Like, people know who the, yeah. see your face on TV, girl. It's not as easy as you just not like, telling the people. Your running, but like you're not keeping it running. Exactly. Like, it's not going and it's going, and just be happy for it. Like, <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, just chill out. You're not some freaking saint. Um, so the next scene, uh, North was doing Kim's makeup. She's into this FX thing. And, you know, Kim is talking about, she's never been depressed and something about her father dying. And she just was like, okay, I'm going to speak at the funeral. Da, 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 da. And then of course, in this like really touching moment about her father dying, North passes gas because North had enough of the lies. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Like couple and we're just it's just it's just me and Kathleen don't have kids, so we both think kids are disgusting. And I think if you do have a kid, you really know how gross kids can be. Yeah. And like I think Kathleen made the point, I think before we turned on the mic about does she do this like everywhere? Like is this a friend's house and stuff like that? Because I North is about to be 10. I don't know if 10-year-olds this is normal 10-year-old behavior. I mean it is. North never, literally never gets told no and never gets reprimanded for anything. And Kim, like, plays to her every beck and call because North makes Kim likable. And I'm sure whether this was planned with North or, like, they kept it in, I feel like there's a level of Kim being, like, laughing it off as cute is so that, oh, I'm such a mom. Yeah. My baby farts when we're doing makeup together. It's like. Okay, this all seems very forced and strange, but I'm not a mom, so I don't know. <laughs> Again, I can always appreciate the attempt at a lighthearted, like it was funny seeing Chicago be scared of Kim in the makeup, how Chicago was just like <laughs> stared at the ground and then ran away. <laughs> and well, and it happens like again, which made yeah. me feel like it's like a gag that North does and Kim like gasses her up. Yeah. And- <laughs> just like because it's like oh my gosh how funny like look I'm funny my I hang out with my daughter and she farts and it's like very like I don't know feel it always if it wasn't Kim I maybe would have thought it was cuter but it's just like mm, okay. well I think what the what maybe what you experienced what I experienced the scene once again was too long like it was a very long scene I felt like it could have edit, been edited down a little bit more to make it a little digestible but I think after a while you kind of were like all right where where's this going you're dressed up you're playing pranks on people that's cute where's it going but on the same note I'm like okay I can appreciate the lightheartedness cuz like I said this show is leans yeah. too much <laughs> on the depressive topics like every other conversation somebody's like depressed going through something and then they'll throw in some weird prank to try to lighten it up so i have to appreciate these little moments but i'm kind of like mm, did i need it not really but thanks i will say too when she's talking to scott another th- thing i've noticed about kim and i think i said this her and mike tyson have the same thing they wear not being sad or not having it all together like a badge of honor 
Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's not. And they don't realize that's a really unhealthy coping mechanism. Like, yeah, I can handle it all. Like, I'm not depressed and I'm just, my dad died and I spoke at the funeral and that was that. And it's like, well, you don't sound also, like you have feelings. <laughs> it's also a really like outdated, like viewpoint of depression mm-hmm. is that A, it's from an event, which sometimes it is. And not just like sometimes your chemical balance is such that you get depressed for no apparent reason. But then also the idea that being depressed means gray, clouds, sad, crying, mopey, like highly functioning without emotions is definitely something that depressed people do. Like, especially if, you know, you're manic depressed or bipolar is like, you get both the highs and lows, but then people who are clinically depressed, a lot of times they'll have these long periods where they're just in autopilot so that they don't like dip. You know, it's like there's a million different ways that people's depression manifests. And so mm-hmm. to just be like, well, I don't think I'm depressed. I've never cried. Even when my dad died, it's like, yikes, <laughs> red flag. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, Again, just like when she was talking about sex with the lights off, da, 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 I still think there's parts of Kim and herself she is afraid to explore and investigate. Like maybe it's too hard to realize, yeah, your dad died when you were very young. So you rather play it like, oh, this is just life and da, 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 da. Like no one's asking you to be sad. That's really not the point I was trying to make. It's asking you to like kind of investigate yourself a minute, check in with yourself. Like to say you've never been really depressed or sad about anything. That's crazy because this is life. Things there's events that happen. Well, and like if you don't like the word depressed, like and there's sad compressed, depressive, depressed, yeah. but there's also like burnout, like the the hyperfixation, the staying really busy, like the lack of emotions, all of those are signs that your brain is in survival mode exactly (laughs) you want to call it depression or something else (laughs) like there's more to unpack there yeah and that's what I'm like well you don't have to take this like I can take it all all on me it's really that's because that's not impressive it actually just feels like it seems like you you don't have feelings (laughs) like you're not in touch with your feelings that's all it says like you don't have a clue who you are yeah exactly (laughs) not end well for you so let's (laughs) It's not good. Even when she was on Jay Shetty, the stuff she was saying, it felt, I don't want to say surface level, but again, it just, and I hate to agree with Courtney on this because I don't know them personally like that, but yeah, it does seem superficial. Like you don't go as deep when you probably should go a little deeper, investigate your feelings, your belief systems, whatever, whatever. It's more so like, like even when when Scott asked, have you ever been depressed? I thought she'd bring up something about the Paris situation. Like I, I, I I wouldn't expect her to say depressed because she I was going to say, I would not be surprised. She said, well, after Paris, it took me a while to be okay. Yeah. I wasn't okay. for, And Walmart, we saw PTSD. Yeah. Anxiety. Again, like if you don't like the words, you can find different words, but like there's st- things that need to be like undone and unraveled yeah. and opened up so you can look at them and understand them and like work with them and work forward. <laughs> Yeah, because even on the show, we saw she was like, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with people staring at me right now or any little sound I hear. I think it's and that's uh, what sounds like anxiety to me. But, you know, she might not like that label, but it's like 
like you said, Kathleen, no one's asking you to be depressed, but there has to be some times where you've had to like recalibrate or like, you know, but you know, this, I much like Chloe and like we talked about earlier, there's just such a, I need to be strong or, you know what I mean? I can handle it. Courtney doesn't have that as much. Like hit the wall and like break down and talk about it. They always have to become triumphant and overcome it. And then they're like, I over I'm I've worked through it it's like no like some stuff you just don't work through especially like the dying of a parent or a divorce like those are things that like might always be a part of your mental like state but you learn how to deal with them and understand like how they've affected you and like what things might trigger you going to back to those memories like it's not like you don't have like mental wellness isn't just okay I got over that thing and I'm happy now bye yeah yeah <laughs> like even like ongoing maintenance again like a car like if the car was in an accident it doesn't like rebuild itself and then it, uh, the accident never happened yeah yeah exactly and I think too to your point when in the pair the pair situation she's been quoted saying like I was just so glad it happened to me because no one else in the family could have taken this. Like they, they would, it would broke everyone else. I'm just so strong. I'm happy it happened to me. It's like, that's a weird statement to make because it's okay to be pissed. It did happen to you in general. It shouldn't happen to anyone. Like That was fucked up. I yeah. fucked you up. Period. <laughs> yeah. Just say that. But it's just this weird, like, I've got to be this strong girl boss. And like, you really don't like, have to. Again, it's like that pick me complex that I felt feel like there's an understanding with them like that I know that it's bad and like they all are have some things that are not healthy in their mindset Mm -hmm. but it also makes it hard to relate to them because it's like frustrating to make it seem like you're some sort of special person because I'm fine because you can handle robbery (laughs) that's not for one, it's not healthy. For two, I want to feel bad for you and like know that there's something deeper going on. But for three, like you make this your whole brand. You yelled at us to go to work. Like you <laughs> tell us that you don't get any procedures done, even though we clearly have eyes. Like it's it makes it harder for them to be the relatable people that they think that they are and are telling us that they are with these long-winded explanations. It's like it just all kind of like goes back to this like need to be like the exception at all times. I need to be the exception to the rule. Yeah. So that was weird. And it was talking about that in front of North too was like interesting because it felt like adult conversation. Yeah. But North just didn't give a fuck and broke wind and did it multiple times. I was like, oh my goodness. I, I, I that's st- when I see stuff like can't that. Talk to North about her dad saying a bunch of weird, crazy shit. Like yeah. wait, be talking about your dead dad and she's farting and you don't even acknowledge it. Like the whole thing is just like, <laughs> it just confirmation. Like, they I want to be like the picture of perfect parenting. Like they sacrifice everything, including their own well-being, to make sure their kids are okay. I'm like, well, is that is that ideal to be talking to your kid while filming and like knowing that she films like TikToks with North and she's gone to a bunch of fashion shows with North? There's no way that Kim's just like not telling North anything and they just show up. I'm sure she yeah. told. North, like this is what we're going to be talking about in this scene, or like, you know, North isn't dumb. Yeah, and I think every time I see Kim in North, I'm like, I I can't handle kids. Like North, I mean, obviously North is on the the extreme end of a child with her energy and her access and freedom. Like that's and that's what scares me about all the Kardashian kids. As much as I love North and would die for that little girl, she scares me. They they have way too much freedom. 
And so, yeah, I, there is no way that she ever gets told no, which that in and of itself could be hard on any child. Exactly. Parent relationship, but also the Delulu delusion in this family, like the things that they hear and expose to, and like just the weird mental gymnastics. Like yeah, with Chloe yeah. and Tristan, it's bad enough. But then, like, I imagine with North, especially because she's the oldest and Connie like weirdly favors her, but with all the kids and they're going to these you know, public settings like fashion shows and the weird church meetups and stuff. That's going to be a different experience, period. Yeah. But then you just literally never talk about the fact, the things that get said in public about each other. Or the, I can't even imagine, what is Kanye talking about with his friends and Bianca? Like, those conversations have to sound extremely, like, unrelatable right. to the and, average mom and dad like and they're at this church where everyone's wearing like strange outfits like and her dad's wearing tights and like shoulder pads and no one's gonna explain it because nobody wants to step on anyone's toes well north is wearing like fx um yeah, like special effects like, makeup out the public and everyone's <laughs> just like that's fine like and I'm not holding Bianca's not, hand. I'm not saying it's not fine because I don't have kids, but I would be confused. And I would also feel like a child will be affected by like having an experience that is so different than everyone else in the world. And I don't know how many people she'll meet that are can even relate that she'll probably have like a, another generation of very insulated. Like, look at Chloe. She was clearly insulated and only had the Malikas. Look how much that's affected her ability to make good decisions and get good advice, you know? Yeah. I guess my point is, like, I can't, I couldn't, I say this all the time, I couldn't babysit any of them because you, they would run all over me. They'd be They're like, fighters, as we said. <laughs> they would do, I'd be like, hey, um, we're not, it's not snack time yet. They'd be like, fuck you, bitch. I'm having this ice cream at 10 a.m. Like, shut the hell up. Like, I just, I know I wouldn't be able to handle them at all. Um... We well, can skip over. If we ever babysat them, there'd probably be like at least several staff members there. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> Thank God. Like, is that, ooh. I, get I mean, Rain is top too. tier scary. He's the scariest yeah. one over there, but all of them really. They, I get like, a sense too that the staff like doesn't speak. Like, that's like a rule or something. Like, yeah. just probably just like, like North would like throw a plate at your head, crash, <laughs> and you could just smile and laugh like it was cute. And then, uh, some staff member would come and clean up the clean it plate. Up. Never speak of it again. Like the uh, Beyonce partition video where she wipes her mouth with the napkin and drops it on the floor and then the maid comes picks up it. Yeah, exactly. The next thing was just Courtney going back to New York and then we don't need to go over that. The only funny thing I think she saw still throwing shade at Chris is that she had no couples goals. <laughs> She's like, I've never seen a healthy relationship. I'm like, Courtney will drag Chris any like, yeah. chance. She well, gets. especially because we talk about how every year that goes by, they get more and more insane about talking about Robert and yeah. Chris's relationship. Yeah. When we all know that they cheated on each other and got divorced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney's the one who's like, Yeah, no. <laughs> Speaking of which, my cousin, who's more like my mom's age, it's my mom's first cousin. She was on Facebook. And she, so her dad died. So it's like my technically my Uncle Frank. And the Uncle Frank, I just realized, I think he's like the Tristan of the family. Like I'm finding <laughs> out more stuff. Because he was always around. But him and my aunt got divorced like years. Like even before I was born. And I was still calling him like Uncle Frank. And we have family stuff at his house. Like it was very weird. But um, she wished uh, like a happy wedding anniversary on Facebook and I was like 
they were not married <laughs> when he passed away. They had been divorced since like the 80s. Revisionist history. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why are you wishing them a happy wedding? Anniversary? They've been divorced since the 80s. I was like, what in the world? <laughs> and even with the, you know, all the co-parenting stuff they claim for, it's like, that would be fine. Like, I've had friends who have divorced parents or and everyone hangs out together. That's actually cool and very healthy. Yeah. If you're not trying to force these weird nuclear family, all my kids need the same genetics, like men are victims and women are hosts, like they have such like kind of old school archaic ideas that they're trying to perpetuate. Yeah. But then also like we all have to get along because this man's sperm was given to me. It's pretty much it. When I say he was the Tristan, think about everything Tristan's doing and his kids all over the place. I was like. What in the world? He was doing all that. Why were we hanging out with him? And so, to your point, I think it is the the bar the uh, barbaric thought of like the woman are always the devil. The other woman is always the devil, and the man is just like we've he's well, I have kids with him, and da 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 da. We've got to have a friendship, and it's like oh, I guess. by that logic, yeah. Uh, why isn't he friends with anyone else? Why is he friends with his own children that he's yeah. been making out there in the world? I don't know. Um, so back in Milan, Kim's assistant or stylist forgot her passport. So basically she got on a plane and flew all the way to Milan and couldn't like basically leave the airport because she didn't have her passport, which is the biggest fuck up I think I've ever heard of. <laughs> like how did that, that to me, that is such amateur hour bullshit. Everyone knows, even when you go, you travel domestically, you have your ID and like money because everything else you can just buy wherever you're going. Like, I'll forget to deodorant before I forget ID. And this is, like, a grown-ass woman. This the is a professional. Like, I know we're close. I've heard, like, rumblings of it, of, like, a universal, like, yeah, ID. ID. Yeah. The way I know this happens all the time. Like, there's got to be people who, especially people, like, traveling or drinking or, like, you drop a bag or if your shit gets stolen. Like... They got, we got to figure out a better process here. Right. You can't just like get your passport. Right. You can't. Well, you see, they're like, like, call up and like get it. Yeah. Well, you see, they're like, oh, we've got to like, we have to have someone get on the next flight and bring it over. And then I was thinking, like, how important is this stylist? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what would you do if you were poor? Exactly. Like, <laughs> well, my thing is, you're you like sleeping in the airport for a while or something. But I guess my point is, you're supposed to be the creative director of this thing. You're supposed to be curating all this. You need the stylist that fucking bad. Like, it should have been a thing of like, well, she's not going to be here. We can zoom with her well, and, and let her you, see some things. If you need a stylist, if you you want complete staff so you can fully focus on the collection or whatever, you would have like a competent assistant that wasn't, you know, someone who lives inside your ass. Like, you would have probably, like, a travel service that was, like, coordinating and making sure everything, it was, like, you'd have, like, a person, the driver that shows up to get you. It's, like, you would have all these, like, checkpoints. Like, I find it hard to believe that you just grabbed your friend, the stylist, and you hopped on a plane and no one double-checked passports before leaving. If you want to tell us that you're, like, the most important person in this project. I was surprised she was. I mean, I guess you shouldn't, you can't be mad. We have work to do because I definitely, again, I'm more coming from a professional angle. Like I'm hiring you to do a job. It's pretty important. And we have three days and you fuck up this bad knowing 
you're kind of my crutch, as we saw in the 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 show, right? She couldn't make a fucking decision. Everything yeah. was like, well, let's wait for Danielle. Well, I don't know. I don't want to make notes. And no offense to this lady either, but Kim's been looking pretty dumb for a while. Well, I already said last week, I do not like her stylist, and I think no. she should fire her anyway. These and horrible, get weird, re- like, photoshops of Kim, and it was, like, supposed to be edgy with Balenciaga, but now that we have to pretend Balenciaga doesn't exist, like, it's just not working. Yeah, I, you need to give Monica Rose a fruit basket and try to get back with her, or um, uh, call Zendaya up and ask if she can get La Roche out of retirement or something, because... Like, rather die than work with Kim. <laughs> yeah, Danielle is not it, but specifically for getting the passport just solidified my annoyance with the stylist because that's just like it's that's, unprofessional. Like it's unprofessional. Like you're like like Natalie said, like in a professional world, like say the CEO was a spaz and forgot their passport. Yeah, totally. Reason I've my CEO. I've seen like bosses like run over their computer by accident. Like yeah. they're busy. That's the whole point. They're the ones that yeah. are, like in the clouds. And that's why you have like a personal assistant and a travel agent and a da da da, all these things that are like doing all the majillion of checkpoints. Yeah. And if someone important happened to forget their passport, I know for a fact there would be several executive assistants pulling their hair out and driving across the world or the country or popping on a plane with the passport. It wouldn't yeah. come down to like, oh, Danny, like, where's your passport? Well, I think it was funny. They were like, we've got to get somebody. I'm like, you don't know a single person that can like get on a plane yeah. and get the passport. Like, I, I ju- it just was amazing to me yeah. how that just got fucked up so much. It just it's, goes to show how much they live in their own little world. And then the fact have like people that are actually in these professions. Yeah. And the fact that they were really like talking about how Danielle will have to like get on a plane, go get the passport and come right back. Like what? <laughs> oh, put anybody, put Rob in the plane. Like that's what I'm saying. You like aren't, right, that's what makes you feel like they're not running rural businesses and they're not as like prestigious entrepreneurs as they want to claim to be. If you do not have people who are like laying awake at night in terror, like we've all been there, like like the right. girl on succession, um, yeah, Jesse or whatever. It's like there's if you want to operate at that level, that's what you need in place. Yeah. If you wanna, like pretend that you don't need that because you're just so powerful and smart and girl boss. Fine. And then whoever's bringing the, the consequences, who's ever bringing the passport, bless their hearts. They would have to go on a commercial flight too. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. Like it, it just is such a shit show. And now Kim has to make her own styling decisions and she's shitting bricks. <laughs> all planned. So Kim could be like, oh, I guess I'll have to do it. <laughs> well, she did say this is happening for a reason. I'm like, oh, here it comes. Oh, bitch. Which means I have like I'm forced to like later on in North leaked memoir 20 years from now, there'll be like security footage of Kim like pulling Danielle's passport out of her back. That has to be it. Because I'm like, how do you forget your passport? You are yes. going to another country. That's the main thing. It's like one time we were in Vegas and one of the homies, we go to the, the beach, the, the day party, no ID. What are you thinking? Like these, this is literally what you need. All the thing you need is ID. The one thing you need. The one thing, the passport. You don't have to have shit else to go to another country, but a passport. And you don't have that. That's crazy to me. I'll give her some grace. Maybe crazy? it was in a different purse and she grabbed, but or that's crazy. Conspiracy. Yeah. I either think it's crazy 
lazy, like, planning as far as their, like, structure as a working team or yeah. conspiracy. Kim took it out. <laughs> it's just like, um, I think it was like Vegas. Kim was in Vegas. I think this might have been one of her, it's her birthday party, I think, before she was going to Carl's Jr. And Court, Chloe couldn't come because she couldn't find her driver's license. And maybe Kim was like, well, she's a fuck up. Maybe that's why we can't relate is maybe the rich people are just so used to stuff getting taken care of that they don't do the same purse, keys, wallet check. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I even have anxiety. When I got picked up to go to the airport, I do this every time. It's, as soon as we get on the freeway, I start panicking. I'm like, oh, I didn't check if I have my ID. Like, I think it also goes to show how used to these people are to A, traveling internationally, like at the drop of a hat, and B, play, flying private. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, they must be more like absent-minded in their process if that's to leave a window for this happening. And this is not to shit on anyone who's ever forgot their password before. It happens. It happens. But I this goes, it's like, it, it, it's a reminder that they live in a different world where if you're dropping everything at the drop of a hat, you have a ton of bags because you have wear all these clothes and you're like 70 trunks, they, they, and th- which is my reason why I'm saying they should have more staff. Like if that's the case, like, you got to have more parts to the machine so that it stays well oiled. And I maintain I am judging because this is a work situation. Like yeah, exactly. If it's this professional. Is literally your fucking job. And that Kim, it's not only your job, but you are also helping someone else with their a career uh, opportunity. We'll call it that. So it's not just about you. It's a catalyst now. Like you've now affect a, you've affected a whole project and they're essentially losing maybe a day or more because of you. And now you're going to come in late and try to like have notes. Also tells me too though that like Kim, there's like a possibility that Kim isn't used to being in charge. She's used to absolutely showing up to things and getting told she's in charge and like (laughs) pieces of fabric and being like, yes. So she has a delusional viewpoint of like a leader because a leader again, wouldn't necessarily have to think about all these details, but they don't have to think about these details because they've put into place a very set hierarchy of people to make sure that they never get their shit fucked up or. Yeah. Yeah. But that, yeah. So good, good job, Danielle. Um, but that was the episode. I feel like we talked about it in a way that made it sound interesting, way more interesting <laughs> than what it was. Because we spent a long time talking about it, but it actually was not this this That's robust. That's why they paid the big bucks of zero dollars. Yeah, me. exactly. <laughs> Three ninety nine. Um, let's do some tyrant mail. Um, <laughs> the subject is not watching the dumb show. Hi, guys. Please do more podcast episodes, even if it's not about the show. I just love hearing you guys talk. I do want to hear your guys' thoughts on the shift in Kylie's style lately. I feel as though they've completely revamped her. At first, I think they were testing the waters with the, uh, I think she means John Paul Gaultier fashion show, weird lion headdress, which seemed weird and didn't fit her that well. And lately, with her fashion in Paris, it has evolved into something like, I feel after she had the kids, she felt the need to age her clothes <laughs> and it was too high fashion for her. And it was too much of a change from where we've, where we're used to seeing her in, which was cheap fashion Nova style, two piece sets. However, 
there has been a shift that I actually think is being done well. She has the hot couture fashion looks that I wish Courtney had gotten. I always felt that Courtney had the best fashion sense and always pushed that envelope. Like the whole wearing a tux when everyone was going to the 1920s glam at Chris's birthday party. Not only has her fashion sense changed, but since there's been this quiet, mute, dead in the eyes model look that she that we've gotten from Kylie since her and Tyga split all the way to the Travis split. I feel like she's stepping into her own and starting to become more likable. I would like to hear your thoughts on this, Val. I think Kylie, Kylie has a rough time. If I had to guess, because she, in her mind, she probably feels older than what she is. And it's hard for her to kind of find her place in the sun because she is young. What is she like? 24, 25, even if that the youngest she ended up on this show like against her will yeah essentially (laughs) Uh, yes she started she was hanging out with her older sibling she was started dating an adult when she was a teenager like got pregnant young like all those things i think and i just think celebrities in general i think people always have to remember that like the aging process is going to be different if like you're not going to like traditional high school and then college and then going out into a career profession you know it's like her world was going to be different anyways but i think especially because of we'll blame taiga uh, <laughs> yeah this is fair to say that she feels older than she is for sure which plays into her fashion like the val was saying there are times where she looks way too old right there's stuff that like kind of ages her a bit and like I think the the high couture fashion just didn't fit her personality, and then now she's kind of finding the balance. Like we talked about last week, people were kind of comparing her to Sophia Richie, but Sophia Richie is going for that luxe or what's the new phrase? The the quiet luxury yeah. look, like so A lot more like classic exactly. And like European, which I I think wasn't a wrong idea to look at because obviously Sophia is her contemporary literally like they were friends and she did a Scott. So like, it is not a bad like person to look like similar opportunities. I always find it interesting with Kylie though. I'm trying to remember. I think it might've been one of like the John Paul Gaultier looks when she did like a little capsule with them around the same time as yeah, the like um, museum or something. Opening or yeah. yeah. And like, some of them were kind of like this his kind of like signature 90s like the signature Jean-Paul Gaultier with like the bodycon dress with all the roses and stuff mm-hmm. thought that worked really well for her the one on the carpet I like it could have been a lot cooler if we realized that the cape was the train but the silhouette still kind of seemed like they were going for like her bodycon stuff but then there's like one dress in like the package that was like just like a literal like hoe going out to the club dress like this little ruched the black one yeah dress yeah it looked like she was feeling herself way harder (laughs) in that one dress than any of the other looks that i thought were like way more interesting that it just goes to show you remember this is a 20 something year old right who probably feels the most comfortable in those i feel like kylie has always like felt like this weird is like her sexiness, like the alls that she has to offer. And I almost like, yeah, who cares? If you felt the best in the little tiny spaghetti strap dress, go for it, girl. You know, <laughs> but it is kind of fun to see her like playing around with it. Uh, 
So it'll be interesting to see how it evolves. And I said this last episode, I do think her personality is is starting to finally seep back to the surface. And maybe little Timmy Chalamet can help her help her do some wilding out. Cause I think she, yeah, kind of shut down. Cause younger Kylie, when she was doing those like videos, King Kylie or whatever, like Kylie is really fun because she was a teenager who hadn't been warped by an old man grooming her. So I hope that she finds it again. Um, Yeah, no, I was going to make that exact same point. I think after much like Kim, after Tyga, you know, Kim post Kanye, there was such a, a clear loss of some identity because Tyga admitted it on Breakfast Club. I feel like Tyga even in a way was telling Kylie what to wear, what plastic surgery to get. I made you. Exactly. What wigs to wear, (laughs) how to have your nails. And she went all in on the BBL culture and a certain look. And then her and Tyga broke up and then she got with Travis, who I think is still kind of attracted to the BBL kind of look or thing but i don't think travis is to the point of telling her what to wear and how I to feel look like and he things was like that. the opposite where like he almost like didn't give her the time of day like, exactly he's like whatever like there was these years <laughs> where it felt like she almost had to like try to like get some attention and then it would like ebb and flow and then she kind of got wrapped up in being a mom and who knows what that did to her psyche but hopefully someone teaches her a new eyeball like pose uh because that's gotta go and i uh, and I still maintain that Kanye probably did have a hand in her styling as well. 100%. Yeah. So there's a lot of that. So I think she's at 25 now. She's going to have to rediscover her style, what she get likes. There, and get like weird. And Timmy, is the thing, even if it's fake or planned or whatever, with Timmy goes anywhere, he's like a little fashion boy. And he's got like this kind of like effervescent like personality, like even just being in that so the same rooms might get her some better conversations going. Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be good. I, I agree that I think Courtney has the best like instincts because I think she gives the least amount of fucks of anyone in the family. Unfortunately, I'm a little worried with being with Travis is kind of, she just, they're just a package deal and she does whatever serves his brand. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. again, at least she's, she, Natalie's pointing this out. She's up to date on like current trends and she wears stuff and seems like she's effortless in wearing them. Even if yeah. like, even if you don't love it, you can recognize that it doesn't look forced. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like we, like everything she wears feels like it's been like sewed on and she can't breathe and she's not sure she's selling it and all I will say that that's a good point that's something I I I wish specifically with Courtney excuse me fuck Kim and Chloe and I think Kylie will get there soon but Kim and Chloe need to let the sexiness go like you don't have to look sexy all the time you can look a little like even like if you look at Courtney Courtney will put on a pair of Prada overalls like oversized overalls and be good Versus Kim, the pants have to be tight or there has to be a crop top element. It looks like little tiny t-shirts that she had like squeeze on at the Lakers game. And it's yeah, like, yeah. it's fine, but it shouldn't look like you feel like you're going to die. <laughs> and like You're really uncomfortable and nervous. Like it, it's sexy, quote unquote, that they see is like 
tight. They have to see my body and it has to be like this. Like sexy is being comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. There's no variety, I guess. It's not like I don't want you in a sexy dress, but it's like there's no real variety. Like even – I just want to see them feel comfortable. Yeah. It doesn't look comfortable. Like I think there was an event that Chloe and Courtney went to where they had to talk on stage. There's a rumor right now that people think Courtney's pregnant and that's why she's wearing all these baggy clothes, whatever. But still, she still looks good in what she's wearing. And Chloe had on this tight – little gold dress that was like off the it was way too much for the event like why are you wearing a club dress (laughs) to just go speak on stage and that's what I mean like they don't have the balance yet yeah the comfort too doesn't even have to be like the technical term of comfort like you don't need to be in sweatpants like comfortable just means you shouldn't be like the dress shouldn't be wearing you as they yeah, 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 fashion. Yeah. It's like you should feel like I'm feeling my look. Like Rihanna will wear the most insane things that shouldn't be comfortable, but or she sexy. looks comfortable, you know, <laughs> and she looks sexy because she's a fully like at peace with herself. So I wish they could find some of that. I don't know if we'll see it, but yeah, it's just like we need to like uh, switch it up a bit. And I think. As much as like, you know, Kanye had such was so heavy handed with Kim, I will say that's something most of the time Kanye was good at with Kim is making like certain things that shouldn't be sexy look sexy. And was like there was a time where she was wearing those sweatpants and like a bodysuit. Yeah. And it was like playing on this like comfort and still kind of judging up the sex appeal. Well, Kim and Chloe both do this, and it's probably like a comfort blanket. If they do something once. And it seemed like people liked it. Not even that they liked it, but if people liked it, <laughs> yeah. they'll do it a thousand times over. Yeah. yeah. Like, damn Balenciaga glove sleeve boot leggings, <laughs> like yeah. one stretchy color. We don't need that. Like, yeah. Just wear a bunch of crazy stuff. Again, like Rihanna, do you see her wearing the same thing ever? Like she might have like a phase of a designer she likes. Her Beyonce kind of does that where she'll do like a phase of a certain style. But mm-hmm. it's always something. We're always getting something. If you want to be a fashion girly, I kind of appreciate Chloe being like, I'm not a fashion girly unless you invite me every once in a while. Yeah. Um, the next one is an essay. It's pretty long, so <laughs> bear with like me. So disclaimer, I started writing this back in early April. So some things may not be as relevant anymore. So I hope it's not confusing to read. Love you. Hello, dolls. I always say I'm going to write in more often. I never do. So I would like to sincerely apologize. But here I am, and I am just get right into it. Through the years, I guess I've been a loyal fan to this family. And maybe that's why I love the podcast so much. I share many of the opinions you guys have. And it's rough out here when apparently everyone hates the Kardashians. Even now, there's a feud with Selena. So... Yeah, it's like, it's been a lot to deal with this family. And I think that's what this email is about. Firstly, I'm hating the girls' personal styles. Here we are (laughs) at the moment. And maybe this is a little vain from my end, but they've been trying to establish themselves as style icons from the beginning. And I do think that much of their fame and money has come from their ability to influence many people and start huge trends. It seems that they completely owned every style from like 2014 to 2019. For example, pretty much everything Kylie wore when she was a teen her 21st birthday looks and immediately got bootlegged by Fashion Nova, her teal hair, the Bo Derek and boxer braids, even Kim's endless sweats looks with Yeezy. I mean, dear God, didn't we just talk about this? That's crazy. The life of Pablo merch, 
were being replicated by fashion rich kids and the everyday person. Fast forward to 2023, and it seems like many of the choices the girls have made are a cry for help. LOL. But since I'm only talking about their personal style, I'm going to get messy. And I'm looking at you, Chloe Alexandra. Pause. I think what she's what she touched on is basically the Kanye era. Of course you liked everything they're wearing. Kanye was like all in that shit. Well, so. it was like a show too, because I was doing the what would Jesus wear at that yeah. time. And I don't want to give Kanye all the credit because as we've learned, he has lots of people around him. He pulls Well, yeah, you know what I mean. Him. I mean like the people it he was, brings in. It was in. something. It wasn't, even when they go, would get into like a groove with a certain like, silhouette or style and he did this a lot with Yeezy at the beginning he kind of got into a rut towards the end uh but it was it was like it was a show you're always kind of waiting to see what they were going to step out in and it, it varied and it was different a lot of the time but yeah to your point he does like a, he has his team and he brings in a bunch of people I'm yeah. just going to say him just because you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. um yeah I don't feel like talking about everybody <laughs> Um, let's see, where is it? Okay, picking it back up. Kim has recently gotten bangs, and that pretty much sums up the severity of Kanye's absence. Kylie seems like she can't decide what age she is, and either in I can't pronounce that, but Shapirli, I think it is. Scaparelli, I always say. Scaparelli, basically when she had that lion on her shoulder, looking like Ursula, just lost a ton of weight or trying to appeal to Gen Z with those huge ass baggy pants and natural makeup. For as long as I can remember, Chloe has been dressing like a rich Russian influencer who cuts up Chanel bags for their YouTube channel. I don't even need to explain Courtney and her rock star groupie phase. And Kendall seems like she straight up just gave up and wears the most stale, boring, plain, senior pants and shirts so i'm no expert in fashion perfect <laughs> yeah but i'm sure they can do better unless they don't care much about it anymore or maybe they just got to a point where dressing up for years and years took a toll on them and they just can't come up with cool ideas anymore i do want to mention a few exceptions that the laquan dress chloe awards the cfda awards I swear that shit caught me off guard because Chloe looked gorgeous and it made me think that she was going to up her game and once and for all. And that didn't happen. I too thought we were like in a new Chloe area and it didn't happen. I know you're maybe going to hate me for this one, but I'm still obsessed with the majority of Balenciaga looks Kim did with the pointy heels that I know Kathleen hates. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kathleen. I love you. But the pink <laughs> look. Right? But the pink look for SNL mono, monologue looked so lavish. The big earrings made her look really pretty. And overall, it had even a little bit of Mrs. Incredible vibe. I truly couldn't believe she could come up with something like that. And then she said in the show that Kanye was the one who styled her and everything made sense. <laughs> Maybe my most unpopular opinion of them all of them all is her all black Dementor look at the 2021 Met Gala, which I still think was so cool and maybe even actually iconic as she loves to utter that word. Lastly, Natalie, you are absolutely right. Courtney dressed the best when she was with Eunice, but that was ages ago. Apparently she deleted all the memories from her brain pre-Travis. So yeah. P.S. On a totally different note, I started writing this email... <laughs> weeks ago and i never imagined kylie and timothy would be mentioned in the same sentence let alone dating so it's definitely an understatement when i say that i was shook when i saw that i obviously have my doubts on authenticity of the alleged relationship because the streets are saying that they've been hanging out since paris fashion week in january and i was like what the fuck how is that even possible i truly thought they had made up 
the relationship to distract everyone from the feud with Selena, which was going on at the same time. But a couple days ago, I came across a video of Kylie pulling up to one of the shows for Jean-Paul Gaultier around the same days that she did with the lion head look when and Timothy was behind her. There's a lot of people around, so maybe no one thought anything about it. But at one point, Kylie turns to look at her dress or something, and Timothy is staring at her smiling. I apparently have a lot of time in my hands, but after doing a little bit of research, I found out that a designer named Hattier Ackman made the dress she was wearing that night, and he is literally besties with Timothy. He has designed countless looks for him and since 2019 and they even designed a hoodie together for some charity situation so i'm guessing they met through him lastly there's a hilarious video of benny drama where kylie and timmy meet in an uber that i really recommend you're doing amazing sweeties Ooh, no game. Benny, um video is hilarious yes uh i i never want to get my hopes up for anything with this family or celebrities in general and i have a healthy dose of cynicism but like I just said, if they're even in the same room together, her and Timothy, I feel like some interestingness can come out of it. Like, he's got a totally different personality type, different friends, different, like, circle. He's got lots of connections in the fashion world. So, could be good. It could be. Again, I just don't, I don't believe it. I don't think he's her type. I don't think she's his type. Like, I did see recently that people felt like there might be validity to it because usually they like approve or and or arrange paparazzi pics mm -hmm. and a paparazzi pic came out of her at Timothy's house with his sister and she was she was smoking cigarettes and everyone was like if that was like a Chris thing like she would never be smoking cigarettes yeah yeah that wouldn't get out but that's again, true, but a business meeting. But <laughs> I was that's true. But they also have proven to be sloppy in their work. Yeah. Like they probably didn't notice. I I still don't believe it. Sorry, I'm not gonna buy this one either. Um, like I said, it's, it's but, very peak. This writer's point: if she gets close to Hater Ackerman, like good, get her in yeah. some good clothes. <laughs> it's very Pete and Kim. Um, it's very, it's very. Uh, what's his name? Um, Bad Bunny and Kendall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I just don't believe any of this is that authentic. And this was a couple of weeks ago. There was like a funny article that like surfaced, and again, these articles like loose, but you can see when they're the ones giving the quote mm -hmm. because it was like someone source said that Timothy admired that Kylie was a mom and a boss. Yeah. And then this person on Twitter pulled up an article about Kim and Pete with like literally word for word, the exact same thing. Exactly. Pete admires Kim because she's a mom and a boss. Exactly. Like so, getting, Chris is just mailing it in from a yacht with Tommy Hilfiger. <laughs> right. Tommy of the martini in hand. And Corey's and she's just like, slapping her on the butt like Ben Affleck and J-Lo style. And she's just like, bloop, sin. She's like doing like kind of Black China, China's mom. Like, I yeah. have been kicked out of the courtroom. <laughs> Not doing any spell check or anything. Cause, and again, if Kylie and Timothy are hooking up, that's another, that's a wholly separate thing. Do I believe they have some relationship brewing? No, I do not for a minute. Do I think this is like a thing that, you know, but I like, I like it better, even if it's arranged for her brand, mm -hmm. than some of their other like heavy handed PR relationships. Like Kyle Kendall and bad bunny just like pisses everyone off. <laughs> Him and Pete was just so much nonstop, like sound bites. Mm -hmm. Like, Timothy and Kylie are just giving these little like droplets of information every few weeks. He can 
show her a lot of cool fashiony people. It gets her out of the house once in a while with someone who's not Stassi. Great. And maybe they'll just end up on a red carpet one day and be like, oh, okay, you're trying to play this as a real relationship. This is what PR relationship should be. They should not annoy the shit out of us. They should evolve each person's brand or not hurt one person's brand so the other person's brand could advance. Like, it needs to be forward moving. Right. Breadcrumbs. We're getting breadcrumbs, which is what's it. We're kicking it old school with a PR relationship. Um, if you have a letter you want to send us, say Bible podcast at gmail.com, say B-I-B-L-E podcast at gmail.com. God bless everyone that writes in because I don't even know what I would even want to talk about at this point. And this is like whatever. Like we've said this before, like it, go back to some old episode or like long put to bed fan theory from 10 years ago. Ask us about something that has nothing to do with the Kardashians. Keep it in yeah, yeah. I, I was talking to my agent. She telling me this publisher was talking about how they're getting ready to, I don't know, publish or do something like a Kardashian biography book. And I'm like, what is there still left to tell? Biography book? I couldn't even imagine. Like, obviously, it's unofficial, right? Who Miami man was like? <laughs> right, exactly. Talk about Tristan like he's a piece of shit. Like, tell us unless what. we're getting like real juice <laughs> that we've never heard before. I can't imagine wanting to hear the story of Chris being a flight attendant. Yeah, tell us what they actually put in their NDAs. Like, I don't want to know any. Of I don't. I want to. I don't want anything. I don't know anything. I can easily Google or see on the show. Yeah. Tell me something else. That's why I said Kim's book. Whenever she gets the balls to write one, that. She better give us all the tea. I'm not, I don't want to hear anything about you wanting to be a lawyer in this book. I want to hear, again, like you said. I don't see that. (laughs) Who was that man in Miami? Why did you and Larsa fall out? Yeah. What what was the conversation between Larsa and Chloe when Larsa found out that Chloe was literally dating Tristan, the guy you brought over? Like that, that type of stuff we need to like. To figure out how to get Kim loose. I don't know how we're going to do this. We might have to kidnap her and. (laughs) Use some sort of hypnosis to let her unlock the things that she's burrowed down. and Yeah, do like a deep, get her subconscious talking. Yeah. Like, let's just, I want to hear from Kim's subconscious and let that be the book. But other than that, speaking of books too, before we go, did you see Carrie Washington's coming out with a memoir? No. She was like in the booth recording the audiobook. That book is so fucking thick. And I'm like, Carrie, we're not what we're not reading that. That's a lot. <laughs> what do you have to talk about? You were in Save the Last Dance and you're on Scandal. What is there to talk about? But also, I'm not a person. She's not a person I'm super concerned with the secrets. It's like, I, yeah. He's married to Namdi, but mm-hmm. they never show, take pictures together. We know that she might have hooked up with the president guy. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> whatever. Tony Goldwyn, I guess. Yeah. Is really. That's how I feel like. I'm, tell me that in this book, you're going to talk about you and Tony Goldwyn. We're actually fucking. And we're considering yeah, divorcing your spouses for each like, other. Where his birthmark is on his groin. Because like, I can't imagine. And it's no shade to carry. But to, to your point, I just don't think she's salacious or has anything interesting in that way. I mean, it's thick. When you see her on her Instagram or something, it looks like, you know, how President Obama's book was like 900 yeah. stupid ass pages. It's like that. And I'm like, nobody wants to read all this. Like, this is crazy. I like celebrity books that are more like Mindy Kaling or Gabrielle Union style where they just do essays. Yeah. It's not really a chronicle order of their life. It's just like some important events. Um, I think Molly Shannon, I was thumbing through her book. I might buy it. It, It's pretty good like that, but I'm like, 
it's one is good. But again, someone people all thought was really stupid and like kind of wrote off and never like looked deeper in some of her stuff and it ended up being very raw. So yeah. and I've said this before, Kim should look at Jessica Simpson for career trajectory. Exactly, exactly. Alrighty, well have a good whatever you're having. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.